All right, three brews in is back on the air. Welcome, gentlemen. Number uh, number seven, aren't we? This is, I think, number seven. Yes. Uh, so yeah. I am. I am Josh. My two small penis friends are. Your mom would disagree with that <laughs> statement. I'm Travis. <laughs> I'm Justin. Thank you very much. And uh, we are now, for the first time, broadcasting from a remote location. We're on remote. You say on remote. You don't say from a remote location. God, on you dumbass. God, that looked dumb. Not that a good was start, Josh. Bad start. You know what? Last week we started awful because of other reasons. Now it's just your incompetence. <laughs> Here's how it should have gone. Hey, we're on remote at. It's a subtle no, tweak. We're, but no, we're yes. from a remote location. Mm, no, we're no, on remote. We're on remote. Keep going. You're an idiot. Whatever. Okay, so we, we've got a full show today, but we, we need to talk about where we are. Oh, we're, this is so cool. On a remote this, is the, this is really neat. Yeah. Yeah. So we uh, there, there's a there's a microbrewery not too far from my house that my wife and I like to frequent a lot <laughs> because it's so close to our house. We are in the we're on the upper floor of the Ambibulous Brewing Company in Altoona, Wisconsin. This is so cool. Nope, and we had a, I know we were gonna um, talk about it in a bit with Jared gave us about 10, 15 minutes of his time and the uh, owner of, of Ambibulous. Yeah. This is super, super neat. Been here a, a couple times. It probably should have been a whole lot more and will be in the in the future. You know, kind of a uh, uh, one of those American dream deals. You you uh, you, you follow you follow it, and uh, here we are. And, well, and and you mentioned it earlier, I think. Maybe you talk about yeah. it during the interview with Jared, which we'll play play earlier. Like how many people love beer enough? That they're gonna, you know, you always talk about starting your own brewery. Yeah, you, right. you Man, talk about wanna, it. That's what I want. I could, do. I got, you know, I could see it in Jared's eyes and how he talked. It's like this is a passion. Sure, he'd like to make some money, but it's the kind of deal where even if you, you break even and succeed, it's really okay. It's, oh, you know, absolutely. It, it's a neat deal. It's absolutely. A, it's uh, yeah. I'm very, very impressed by Jared and 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 his his wife Michelle. Michelle. Yep. And um, their daughter uh, Sierra is down there bartending right now. So this is purely a mom and pop run organization. I don't know that I've, and we've been here a lot, I have never seen anyone other than Jared, Michelle, or their daughter, Sierra, tending bar. You're not going to see anything this cool in New Jersey. Just tell you right now, you're just not. No, no, no you're, you're not. Absolutely, yep, you're absolutely right. So big shout out to Ambibulous Brewing yep. Company. I think, is that the technical name, Ambibulous Brewing Company? Yes, Ambibulous Brewing Company. Perfect. So that's where we're at. They were kind enough to give us a table up in their, their upper level. And that's, that's upper, where we are today. Upper deck. Upper uh, deck. <laughs> okay, so we've got a lot of things to talk about today. We're going to get through a number of, of baseball-related issues, of course. We've got to talk about the Brewers because we are now, my God, getting close to the... Uh, Three yeah, weeks till the end of the season. Three weeks until the, <laughs> till the end of the season. Does it literally feel like they just started and we're almost they're in the playoff stretch right now? Any normal season, and it's uh, we're only a third of the way there, and we've got two-thirds of the... This is the dog days of summer, and this <laughs> yeah. is, you know, we're just getting in the grind. And, right. With, yeah. and, and you can see that with the moves that the Brewers are making and with the starting rotation, with players, you can tell that this is a 60-game season. Can I, can I interject at this point? Please. Doug, the person that was mentioned in a previous <laughs> podcast, I had a lengthy discussion with that person, yes. and I told him exactly 
I told him exactly how I feel about what would be. <laughs> he didn't. He would not consider it a White Sox asterisk if they were to win the World Series. So and we agree to disagree, but huh? It's full. He's fully on board that this counts if they win a championship. He backed down on a couple subtle points, but I explained to him kind of our overall viewpoint, everybody can have a different opinion, but if you're the Brewers and you don't have yourself a World Series after 50 years and you win this one, you don't want to win this one because you will never live down the... Right. Absolutely. Yeah. You know what? If if for some reason the White Sox end up winning the World Series, I better never see him with a White Sox World Series 2020 2020. t-shirt on because I, I will rip... And, and you know what? A historic franchise that, is, that, for whatever reason, always kind of taken a backseat to the Cubs. And, oh, by the way, maybe they shouldn't because they're – it's the north side, south side. I get it. But right. it's like White Sox, you don't need you don't. this in your resume. No, no. Right. Um, you know what? The, 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 what? What if the Brewers would, you know, have put a better little run together here and won the World Series? But, but no, I, and it's not like I'm saying I don't want them to win this year. If they win this year, that's fine. I'm, yes. I'm happy with it. Great. Right. But I'm not like waving the flag like I would in no, a regular can't, season. No, you can't, you can't do that. Do it. Not at all. You know what? This this would be a perfect season for a team like the Marlins or some like kind of – they've won but before. they've actually won but, real World Series yeah, they've yes, won and a, the Diamondbacks. Right. They won a the Royals, so real I, World Series, but then there's also – no. You know, not likely to win multiple World Series the over the course of a 20 year season. The flack that you will take. I mean, you can just see right. it. Right. But picture yourself in the. It, say you're a Cardinal fan, you're a Dodger fan, you're a Yankee fan, and say that the Brewers do that. How are you going to view Brewer fans? You oh, are going to be the oh, first one online and saying. Of course, they won this year. It's a, right. it's 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 icky. No, a team that has never won a World Series can't win this year. No, and and a, you know what? You, no. It almost has to be like a Yankee is a team that either has thirty World Series victories right. or have a handful that That's they can right. just add into their trophy case sure. to just sort of say, okay, this and is add on, throw it in. Right. I mean, right. Here, we can move here, on. Here, and here's call here's a reality, folks, and I I know we're. This wasn't planned or anything, but it's important. 50 years right now, one World Series appearance. Yeah. We are starting to get in that Cleveland Brown conversation. No. That oh, that yeah. kind of, well, we're there, and we've had teams and fairly recently, but we are in that conversation. So sure. for the folks that think that breaking out with this kind of a year does it, it does not do no. it. It just doesn't. It doesn't. And I, I think I'm correct. The Padres came into the into baseball the same year as the Brewers. I okay. think they started in '69. Okay. When when the the Brewers were the Pilots then, but it's still the same. Justin, you mind just looking that up yeah. quick? I believe the Padres. So there's your sort of measuring stick, if you will, because San Diego's not a huge baseball market. The Brewers no, aren't a huge not. baseball market, and if they came in the same time, is that not? A, it's not a bad measuring stick to put yourself against. I don't. Yep. <laughs> it's coming from Bailey's Harbor. I don't know why that rang. All right. uh, 1969 so, was, yeah. in fact, the first season. Of so the we, we, we took a little detour there. I'm mm. sorry, Josh. But, no, it's um, absolutely fine. This is okay. kind of what we're all about. We're yep. just going to go all over the place and talk about baseball whenever it comes into our mind. Um, but we were talking about, <laughs> about, uh, about where we're at, and so we should take a minute to talk about the beer we're drinking. 
really quick. So we, we decided, do you, you want to go ahead, Travis? Um, I was a former vice president of the Chippewa Valley IPA You're Club. Former? I thought former. I thought you were currently. It's the vice been dissolved. It hasn't been officially dissolved. It's been dissolved because nobody's done anything in three years. Well, I hope there but, was a coup and you got like ousted. You got ousted. Was there a military swords. junta who like took over the? No military units were involved, but maybe there's some stuff that happened that I'm not aware of. <laughs> no, um, the people that were involved in this club are all good people, and they probably just talk behind my back and are like, "What kind of leader was he?" No, there was a president that didn't do shit either. <laughs> But I will tell you that I did his start, last name start with an O? <laughs> it sure did. I um, I started. It's an, old, to, it's an Irish old. Mm, oh yeah. <laughs> I started to um. I started to like. Shocking. I, yeah. Oh Jesus! Can I talk? Really? It, it it's like my daughter and my wife. This is hard. That's what she said. said. Give give me give me thirty seconds. That's it. Also Sorry. what she said. <laughs> no, that was good. That was the best thing you've said in a long time. <laughs> He's just staged I'm and done. ready, right? Oh, yeah. Um, okay. Um, where you were, were talking we? about the IPA club and about this beer that we're drinking today. I've got a background in IPAs. I love IPAs. I didn't used to like IPAs. Mm. And I have become a tremendous fan. I mean, we're talking recent five years. Mm. I'm 52 years old, so I've only been drinking for 40 years. And during, the, <laughs> during that time frame... An overwhelming amount of that is, no, it's not IPAs, it's beer, it's Miller, it's whatever. Um, but I love, started to love IPAs. Now we got the hanky-panky here, 6.8, by the way, and you can tell it's a 6.8 because oh, yeah. even though we started with our, our three brews in, we're on what, what would be number four. We got these 16-ouncers, which is pretty cool. Um, I like it. I um it, it, it's you know I, I put it at, at a nine minimum. Well, you, you, you can't rate oh, it you yet. can't rate it yet. Yeah. We have to rate mm-hmm. it to our, our baseball thing. At the end. Oh, God. Yeah. Okay, so I like Hanky Panky. We'll leave it at that. We'll talk later. The, the initial impressions are good and solid initial impressions. Yep. And I've, I've had this a lot, so I can't. I mean, I've been here all the time. As I live a mile down the road from this place, so. he usually walks home. Yeah. <laughs> Correct. I've yep. I've had this once or twice before. Uh, you know what? No, I haven't had I this had one the other before. One, I had Rango. I so I've had uh, Rango before, which uh, Ambibulous currently has two New England IPAs. This is a, a New England IPA, a hazy IPA. Um, they have two of them. I, the last time I was here, I had the Rango, and it was fantastic. Can you have a New England IPA and not think about a Boston Red Sox fan? No. Are you no. able to do that? No. no, I can't. No. What I try to picture is these hardworking fishermen from Maine, Come and not these, one of these, and not these Boston assholes, because. Right. Yeah. Right. Yep. All right. So should we talk about baseball a little bit? Yes. Maybe. So like we said, the Brewers, we're actually in a playoff stretch right now. The Brewers are, I think, three games under 500 as we record today. Uh, two games two under games 500. Two games under 500. They're 19 and 21. In, in any other season. I'm showing 19 and 21 on my notes. 19 and 21. Thank you. So. Any other season is. Did like, you really believe I had that in my notes? Did you really? <laughs> no, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's like a Rorschach test. Look at this. You know oh, what? What do you think oh, I have in my notes? No, I want to take a picture of your notes. Yeah. Because please do. They Can, need to be on. Yeah. On our social media. So <laughs> let me just uh, let me just correct this. They are not 19 and 21. They are 20 and 22. So sure. Oh well. I'm God, a couple days behind. Duh. Sorry, yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, but. So, <clears throat> 
they're yeah. still in a playoff hunt, which they're, is again this bizarre COVID year that we're mm. in. There's how many? There's like 16 playoff teams this year. There are two playoff teams from each division, and then two wild cards two from each wild conference. Cards, right. So we're still actually in a playoff yeah. hunt, conference. and now we're 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 starting league league league, league. not conference. Yep. Mm-hmm. So we're moving into a series against the Cubs. Followed up by a series against the Cardinals, who are the two teams above them. And the Cardinals, uh, the Cardinals series is uh, five or six games because there's a back to back doubleheaders. Yes, exactly. So this next week should, once we're done with this, we should have a pretty good idea of, of where the Brewers are really sitting. Oh, absolutely. Right. So we started out fantastic last night. Did you watch the game last night, Travis? I was unavailable. I watched the game last night. Okay. Um, I watched some of it because it was movie night with my kids. After that was done, I started watching the game. I watched it because I'm an alcoholic and I didn't have my kids last night. It's <laughs> <laughs> so good. Well, and, and we should no, add no. that you've got the most beautiful bachelor setup in your du- duplex right now where you have right. mounted two I have screen two, TVs in the living room. I have two televisions in my living room. The 65-inch TV that I watch my uh, Milwaukee Brewers play and then a 50-inch television next to it that I have my video games uh, hooked up to. Who says television instead of TV? I just did. Some of the biggest arguments my wife and I have gotten into, most of them are stupid, but one big one is, why do you have to say television, Amy? What's wrong with that? I said, can you say TV? Why why do you have to say television? And it's just this stupid thing I never should have brought up. I don't just like I shouldn't have brought that up. Just say TV for fuck's sake, Judge. Seventy years has spent TV. Say TV. I don't get into those arguments with my wife. Just since say I don't have TV. One. I get your situation. But I suspect you said television before your marriage went to shit. Probably. We probably did. Oh God. Can we buy another television for the house? <laughs> Man, Travis is ap- apoplectic. Uh, all right, so they won last night. They did, by the way, which was it, yeah, you know, and, and quite honestly, this is one of those typical Brewer games this year, where the mm-hmm. game before they scored nineteen runs. It was nineteen to nothing. Nineteen to nothing against the Tigers, and you thought nineteen as you to thought, zero. As, as you've thought a number of times this year, like, hey, this is a spark plug. This is it. The bats are gonna go, and then they then yeah. the Cubs roll in with John Lester, who's not having a great year. You thought, he was okay, pitching well. Pitch really, and I didn't see him pitch, so I don't know if it was him pitching well. Or, it was. Okay. He was hitting his spots. He was hitting corners. And I, to the, I don't want to say credit to the pitchers, but the umpire was giving oh, uh, yeah, some a that. little bit of outside leeway. So yeah, the, the pitchers were getting probably an inch or two <laughs> on the outside. Yeah. So, but by the way, was John Lester? Have you ever noticed how much that guy sweats? He's a sweaty pig. Like it's he's literally dripping off the end of mess. his cap. He's a mess. Like it's permeating the cap and dripping off the very yeah. tip of the bill. Just the tip. Oh, just the tip. Yeah. So he 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 pitched really well apparently, and Brandon. Woodruff, Woodruff did. Woodruff Brandon threw Woodruff a one night. hitter through seven innings. Uh, I. Uh, Double-digit strikeouts. I don't recall if it was 12 he or 13. Set a, it was, uh, he either tied or set a new personal record with 12 or 13 he strikeouts. He set a new personal record. Yep. And, uh, yeah, one one hit, one error uh, during the, the Brewers' defense. But, um, yeah, he was – this was the 
uh, Brandon Woodruff that we all expected to be Cy Young candidate, uh, ace uh, pitcher for the Brewers. It was a phenomenal game to watch. It, You know what? Being a National League fan, you like those pitchers' duels. And oh, adding, I love them. I love those games. Adding in the DH uh, into the National League this year and just seeing the overall pitching just dominance that occurred yesterday, um, those are the 1-0 games that are sometimes more exciting than the 19 to nothing games. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. There's no excitement in a 19 to nothing game. It's, no, it's, it's you, you see another home run, it's another crooked number. Right. It's it's not, you know, it's fun to to see some of those guys, you know, anybody can hit a home run off of a position player, but <laughs> when when you have the pitching dominance that was occurring and you have to manufacture a run <clears throat> off of a single an amazing um uh, a base path play by Yelich to get from first to third mm-hmm. on a bloop single to right field, and then um, uh, Ryan Braun hitting a, a fly out deep right center field on a pitch that was inside that inside. It, it should have been uh, any other batter or a typical batter that'll get sawed off and you hit that to the third baseman yep. a little like double play type ball um, but Ryan Braun kept his hands in put that out in right field and scored the run and who was it off of who was the pitcher Jeremy Jeffress. Jeremy Jeffress. They Jeremy won. Jeffress. They didn't win it off Jeremy Jeffress. He wasn't the losing pitcher. No, he they, didn't. They brought in Jeffress, who, by the way, is pitching to a one ERA. Right. He is. This is the first time in his career he's shown that he can pitch outside of a Brewer uniform. Right. So good for him. God, I wish it wasn't with the fucking Cubs. Right. But I, I love Jeremy Jeffress. It's I, nice I, to he's see a him. great guy. Yes. He's you a class act. You yeah. know what I really enjoyed seeing about the Cubs mm-hmm. bullpen? Craig Kimbrell pitching at the seventh because he's been reduced to like a setup guy. Thank thank you for bringing that up. Do you remember that? So when he was a free agent, that's when um, Knable's elbow exploded. Yes, and I think we were just like going bananas. Go sign Kimbrell. This is your year. You'd have Kimbrell, Hader, Jeffress. Like there's your, Mm -hmm. and then the Cubs signed him and. He went I, to nothing. And you know what? He's they took had, sharp objects out of my house right? when the Cubs signed Kimbrel because yes. I was that like. You know what happened? He uh, he shaved his beard and turned to shit. No, he was shit with the beard. Well, I mean, he, it, I think he, got he shaved worse. the beard to try to like. Yeah, and get that out of the work. funk. No, now he's had a good like five or six appearances for the uh, for the Cubs. Yes, he's been very good lately. Been out of the seventh lately. inning, right in the seventh inning. <laughs> when you go. when you're when you're going to get, it's not high high stress situations. You're 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 pitching against batters six through nine typically, yeah. and, and they're also paying him how much to pitch the seventh inning? Oh, a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. So it, it was it was. By the way, when when somebody. When Kimbrel first signed that first year, and some was it Keston Hero who hit like the walk off or the game tying home run, and that that famous Theo Epstein, like when he kind of oh when he his, chucked oh yeah you know just like threw his hands up in the air yes. what, was it Kimbrel no or no, I'm sorry not Kimbrel was it Hira that he oh hit that? you know what I'm talking oh, about yeah I do whatever yeah. that was one of those perfect like Schadenfreuden moments when yes. you're just like yeah what did but, you just say Schadenfreude. It's the German word where you get pleasure from someone else's mis- misfortune. There's nice. no English well translation done. for it. Well done. Thank you. I was thinking of Perfektenschlag, but... <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, so, why don't we, in the point of mixing things up a little yep. bit, can we jump up to a Gruber? Let's do it right Let's now. Let's do the Gruber. By the way, I have now gotten to the point where... 
my hatred for Gruber is almost like uh, the Michael Scott, Toby Flinderson yes. relationship. Can I... I need to interject here for a second mm-hmm. because David Gruber has become such an annoyance in my family and by family I mean my children <laughs> that every time I watch a Brewers game and my children are around to listen to it whenever the David Gruber uh, commercials come on my oldest daughter who is 10 looks at me and says that's really annoying why does he have to say it like that and, and is this Dave, independent of independent you, of me? Of you griping about she it? has no idea that I have such a hatred my, for that. Commercial. My wife, three, four years ago, said, "What the fuck's wrong with this guy?" Yeah, it's ridiculous. Good. If my ten-year-old daughter can pick up on it, and I, uh, my, and she has no influence from me because of it, she knows that. I like the Brewers, so she would assume that everything that happens during a Brewer game is something that I like. When she is uh, is able to then, like independently during the middle of a game, right. look at me and say, "One call, that's all," I and know. know that it gets well, under our skin because no, it's annoying. for sure. And, and Justin, why don't you why don't you lead with your Gruber then? My Gruber, my Gruber. Gruberism. My Gruberism. And so again, very, very briefly, yeah, let me let yes. me explain. A Gruberism is something that you would rather do than listen to David Gruber say one call, that's all. I Justin, go ahead. I would rather have paper cuts all over my body mm-hmm. and Ooh. on a daily basis jump into a saltwater pool than listen oh. to David Gruber Thank say you. one call. That is Josh, like, including your genitals. Including my genitals, yeah. especially my genitals. Yeah. If you could make more paper cuts on my genitals than everywhere else, yes. Okay. I would rather snort a shot of Jack Daniels into my nose oh. than listen to David Gruber say his tagline. Oh. Very good. Very good. So, here's mine. I would rather be on a COVID-infested carnival cruise ship the engine has failed you're floating adrift and you have 3,000 Minnesota Twins fans that have been on the ship for a Twins World Series reunion then listen to David Gruber one call that's all oh my gosh you've taken this to another level There is a whole other level of torture that just went on there, and I I can't handle that. I can actually picture what those people would be like, and that's horrifying. Oh, God. Good one, Travis. Thank you. Oh, Lord. Yep. Absolutely. Let's take a little break, and we'll be right back. All right. We are back. Now, normally, we would uh, crack our beer at this time, but since we were... All at the same time, and not Travis doing it prematurely. Exactly. So, uh, but we're drinking taps today because we are are at Ambibulous in Altoona, Wisconsin. What, so what sort of on location? We what what was that location I, I, thing? Travis, won't you tell me? We're <laughs> you're, we're on location. We're on location. On location. Not, why, okay. why, why, why is that so Not hard? Not at somewhere. We're on. Location. No, I said we're from a we're broadcasting from a remote location. Yeah, that's not right. And, and that's not the end of the world, but. We're never gonna. <laughs> I'm never gonna get that right. Just no, like the maybe Devin maybe William we should. Josh Hader. I'll never now. I'll never well, get that right. But that was that, that was embarrassing. That, that was embarrassing. Was that derailed an entire episode. It did. I I was monitoring our Utah listenership at that time, and it absolutely took a crash. We went from two to zero in Jeez, fifteen two, seconds. 
to Josh's defense, though, on this, although we may have gone from two to zero listeners in Utah, we went from zero to one listener internationally. And we have one European listener at this time. And who is that? That would be my former neighbor. They were a Swiss family, and they moved from Altoona, Wisconsin to... Paris, France? Yes. I've heard of that. We have, we have listeners in France. I've been in Paris, France. I vomited in Paris, France. <laughs> my wife... <laughs> maybe I should save the channel story for a different story, because obviously yeah. the channel isn't in Paris. It's in Calais. Sure. But it's a wonderful obviously. story. Who doesn't know that? Obviously. God, Travis... You think we don't know that the channel's in Calais? Yeah, we, 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 we channeled from Calais to Dover. Um, Who hasn't? 1998. We didn't, have an, we didn't have a honeymoon, so we went to Europe in 1998. And my wife got herself overserved in uh, Paris <laughs> at a cabaret show, by the way. And it's really weird. It's really weird yes. being at an event with your wife drinking, and there's like 20 sets of boobs because that's what the cabaret <laughs> show is. And like these 50 or 60 year old couples, and they're just, ah, oh, this is artistic. This is great. And we're just, oh, okay. So we got back, and she just she got drinking and drinking and drinking. And, drink and she was like, a, you know, just like a little puppy nursing, you know. And she didn't know when to stop. So we get to we get to we get to Calais, and she. I was really worried about her. I was legitimately worried about her. She was about the color of Josh or Justin's jersey, and the channel. That's white. The channel is like subway cars where they're separated. It's this big tube, and she went it, and I kid you not, um, there's probably 10 to 12 piece in, people per car, and she went and she drived, heaved, slash vomited in between the cars, and we got over to Dover, um, Great Britain, and I was like, God, she need, you know, I've been where I used to work, you know, she, she needs an IV, she's dehydrated, you know, whatever. <laughs> and we went to the hotel and threw some ice water at her, and she was fine. But yeah, she vomited on the channel. <laughs> That's oh. fantastic. Yes. She, How did that chunks come on up? The Not chunks, it was a dry heave. She oh. was so embarrassed, and I got to tell you, it's probably the last time I was worried about her. <laughs> 1998. <laughs> 22 years ago, you were worried, didn't No, I was, because because I was like, oh, my God, what do you do? You're 22 miles in between Dover and Calais. What happens at mile 10? You just kind of tough it out. There's no going back. There's nobody responding. And I was actually going to do the, we're not even getting on here. We're going to go to a hospital in France. And I didn't. So, so you were worried about her in 1998 on this uh, train ride. Was she worried channel. about channel on the channel? Was she worried about you at all when you brushed your teeth with Biofreeze? She. It happened after the fact. That's a very good question. I no, no, she wasn't worried at all because she knew I was fine. She was just more. Are you fucking kidding me? You just brushed your teeth with Biofreeze, you big dumb animal. She calls me BDA, by the way, big dumb animal. That's fantastic. Whenever I do something stupid, yeah, BDA. And how can I argue with her? She, she's right. She, you can't I'm the argue one, that at all. I'm the one that brushed my teeth with Biofreeze. Topical an- analgesic. Analgesic. Oh, good for you. Um, so we did have a uh, right. few minutes earlier to sit down and talk with the owner of Ombay. Jared. was very, very I was very impressed with him. What a, what a cool thing. Absolutely. So why that, don't we... Yeah, let's do that interview yeah, now. Let's play yeah, the let's interview do it. now. So please enjoy. Here it is. 
Okay, we are here at Ambibulous. We are fortunate enough to be joined by the owner, Jared. Welcome. Hi, thanks guys. Thanks for uh, sitting down with us and thanks for hosting us. We really, really appreciate it. Yeah, this is really cool. Yeah. yeah my pleasure, guys. So, you want to take just a minute, kind of introduce yourself, talk about Ambibulous and what brought you into this? Well, like you said, my name is Jared. I'm, uh, I started off as a home brewer, like probably, I think most, most breweries now today. I mean, I don't know, there's 8,000 breweries. I can't right. imagine they all went through, but... Uh, but yeah, I mean, that's where I think a lot of people started this in the home brewing, and that's where I started. And I know my wife and I, when we first started going to breweries, we were, we were sold. So we were like, this, you know, we just loved the environment and the people, and then, of course, the, the beer itself and the product that they were giving us. Mm -hmm. So I kind of knew from there on out that that was kind of a goal of mine. And, sure. And, uh, yeah, and then when we started getting into kind of the well, she didn't believe me that I was actually opening a brewery, to be quite honest with you. <laughs> I mean, I kept telling her, but she's like, I think she just kept like, okay, honey, I think that's a great idea. Until right. one day I said, hey, I got a building I want you to come look at. You, know, you want to come with me? She goes, a building for what? It's a little brewery. <laughs> She's like, oh, you were serious. So shit just got real all the time. Yeah, yeah, it got real real fast. And she's like, oh, you're actually serious. I'm like, yeah, I've been telling you for like a year. And she's like, well, I didn't really think you were that serious. So, but then I was. Oh, that's awesome. So yeah, so then we kind of wanted to do the name. It's an anti-prohibition term made up by H.L. Lincoln. Uh, he was an anti-prohibition author. Basically, oh. means he used the term to describe himself as someone who enjoys any type of alcohol, basically. And so interesting. Oh, that's where it comes from. That's we were wondering. Cool. We were like, we got to make sure we ask about where the where the name came from. Well, your questions now. You should probably put that down. I yeah. <laughs> Made a mental note. <laughs> so you just had your year anniversary party, right? Yeah. So, so you're year into it. Oh man, what a year it's been. Huh? Yeah. Right. Um, the anniversary, Lucky. well, unfortunately for us, the anniversary party was amazing. Um, we had a great turnout, and uh, you know, a lot of that turnout was our regular people that we see all the time, and so mm -hmm. we felt really blessed that that was, you know, that people came out to support us like that. And um, even when we started canning, when they shut us down, we weren't, we weren't canning, so we were dead in the water for a while. We had sure. nothing to sell, and so I had to make some pretty quick movements to buy some canning equipment, and then you know, I was scared to do that and make that investment because right. I wasn't sure. You know, everything was changing so rapidly. Were they going to just shut us down completely at that point and not let any kind of off sales? And now I'm sitting on, you know, thousands of dollars worth of sure. training equipment. Huh. But, you know, I couldn't afford to start with. But right. <clears throat> so, yeah, it was kind of a rush. But um, we got some stuff in cans and people came out and they bought it and they supported us. And it, it, it wasn't perfect, but it helped us weather, weather that, that's, that time. That's good. Yeah. It's, um, I know we came in when you had your uh, your canning sales and all that and it was just great to get that get your beer again it was yeah, really nice yeah. gone gone for a while without it so that was kind of it was nice to get it again and plus you're like a mile down the road from me which is just absolutely fantastic <laughs> right yeah yeah it's been great so today we are drinking the hanky panky you want to yes. kind of tell us about it a little bit and so you know it's funny because my wife and i when we first started kind of our craft beer journey we were really dark beer fans mm -hmm. and so you know, we're always, our big thing was, is, you know, during the summertime, you couldn't find a brewery that had a dark, dark beer. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so we're like, our brewery will always have a dark beer on tap, whether it's winter, summer, or whatever, you know, and, and all this hoppy stuff, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, as we kind of started going on and I started, you know, going and, and trying some of these New England style IPAs, it really changed the way I thought about it. I know there's a big, you know, there's a big hoopla about New England IPAs and whether they're real and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, honestly, I... 
I think it's a real style. I think they're great. Um, I like how you get the flavor and the aroma from it, not so much of the bitterness. That's not to discount the West Coast, you know, IPA style. Right. It's just not as much for me as it is, you know, the, this. And so that's kind of how I stumbled on that. I, I knew I kind of wanted something a little fruity, a little juicy, where you could still get some um, of the hop character to come through mm -hmm. and not be hidden by that fruit. And that's kind of where Pinky Pinky ended up coming awesome. out and that was a homebrew recipe that i brought with me it was okay that's awesome so i guess and that's my kind of another question like where do you get your recipes are you pulling these just kind of off the top of your head you get to know how you know beers are brewed and then you can kind of tinker with them or how does yeah, that work I, mean, I think you know you have to kind of look out there and look at the style and what what's being done and then it's just kind of experimentation after that to see what works for you and what you like you know mm -hmm. so Good. Yeah, everything's just a trial and error, basically. Well, and, and my wife is a huge dark beer fan, so she's going to be thrilled to know that there'll always be a dark beer on tap because that is impossible. Because we used to go down to the down to the brewing project for their midnight oil, and she just absolutely loved it. Now that's gone completely, so she knows that she can always get the midnight oil is a fantastic beer. Yeah, oh yeah, I was very in love with that beer. So was my wife actually. We were sad to see it. Yeah, yeah, that's a shame. Um, but hey. We'll be we'll be here for dark beer now, yeah, so, yeah, so yeah, yeah. no worries there. And it's closer, so we're well, so. She's gonna shut the tap room down. That was the condition. So. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta keep it on. So. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> nice. Um, so I, I noticed down on the, your cooler door, you've got stickers for all all kinds of microbrews from all over the area. Is there kind of a good like community of, of microbrewery people, or are you guys keep in contact with a lot of the other guys around here, or how is that? You know, I talked to a couple, I mean, kind of coming from the homebrew. I mean, a lot of the, I think the breweries around here, from what I understand, a lot of them work together. They've worked at other breweries or started at other breweries. Sure. So I think they have a little more of a, a rapport with each other with each other from that. Um, but they were more than welcoming. Um, the guys over at Monicum are great. Mm -hmm. um, I know when I kind of started talking to them and I threw out what I was going to do, you know, they were they were awesome and said, hey, you need anything? Come and, come and talk to me. We'll help you out. And That's really and, nice. Um, and he did. He did. Like, there's a few things. I mean, you know, you step up from as a home brewer to a commercial brewer, there's certain things that just don't always translate. And right. And like, okay, how, how do I, this is what I want, but how do I make that happen on a commercial scale or on a scale? And so right. sometimes it's nice. I mean, there's lots of forums out there and things that you can certainly go out and, and get that information from. But it's nice to be able to have someone close by that you can just sit down and pick their brain with. And, and so, yeah. So Absolutely. I, they, they've, been, they've been a huge help. Good. Good deal. Um, Anything we can look forward to in the future? Got anything new in the in the works or? Well, being a year young, I mean, honestly, I've got <laughs> lots of plans yet. And I mean, a lot of them I plan to have kind of here already. And then just with the whole shutdown, it just really delayed a lot of stuff that I wanted to do and where I wanted to be. Um, but we have we have lots of plans. You know, I would really like to. We put out our first barrel aged beer um, on our anniversary. Oh. And I think that was good, and it went fast. Um, we'd really like to see more barrel aged beers come out of here. Um, everybody always asks a million dollar question if we're ever going to do sours someday. Yeah. Someday, I mean, we I, it's that's a that's a whole other learning curve. And honestly, sure. you know, I need to I need to get I want to make sure I know what I'm getting into before I start putting the product out like that. But so I mean, sours are are something that we're thinking about as well nice. down the line. So we've got we got some things in the in the pipe work here, and hopefully. As long as we can keep going and right. yeah, we can get some of the stuff done. We made it a year. Hopefully there, there's many more. Guys, any uh, questions from you or anything? No, I just, where, where are you from, Jared? So, I, well, I live in Fall Creek. Okay. So just, just nine miles down the road. Are you, are you a native Wisconsinite, though? 
Yep, yep. I grew well. I kind of moved around a lot, but I mean, I, I was born down in the Milwaukee area. Oh, you got the beer in your veins. Oh, I awesome. I, so Hell I yeah. Stuff. I, <laughs> yeah. So I grew up, I mean, my, my parents used to take me to the Brewers games all the time. There you so go. I remember as a kid, we'd be outside by the pool. And my parents would have, back then it was PBR, man. That was the thing, which is funny because yeah. that's like a craft beer now. Right, right. PBR <laughs> so they'd have their PBR and their friends out there and their grill and they had a pool out there. The Packers on the radio. And I tell you, there's nothing more nostalgic than uh, Euchre on the radio, man. It's going to be a sad day if you ever retire. Yeah, we, we've, shared a couple, retires, yeah. we've shared a couple of Euchre stories and... Uh, Fantastic. I love it. I mean, even to this day, like, I don't even really have to listen to the game. I just... Just listen to That it. background noise of Euchre, like, I could just, like, fly right. and, it, and is there anything right. better than Bob Euchre in a 10-1 game in the seventh right. inning? <laughs> oh, and he just goes off on yeah. some... I don't even care if the Brewers are losing. Right. like, Bob is talking. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. wonderful stuff. No, so, I mean, that's where yeah. I started. Then we moved out to Wyoming for a while and ended up coming back here. And so, long story short, I've been in the Fall Creek area since about my seventh or eighth grade year. Um, in okay. school, graduated from Fall Creek, and then been here ever since. Wonderful, awesome. Yeah. No, I, I really appreciate you, you hosting us, and and yeah. to, to take the bull by the horns, it's you know I don't think people have half a clue what it takes to actually embark on this. Oh, yeah, a oh, million absolutely. people have a dream of it, a thought of it. I'm going to yeah. do this, yeah. and then another probably tiny percent get into the that start looking at places, and then your percentage that actually pulled the trigger, pulled the trigger. With, with, yeah. with a certain amount of risk. And oh, by the way, COVID kicked you right in the nuts. And it's yeah, like, yeah. you can't, you, I mean, well, so great timing, right? Well, it is. And it's funny because, you know, it's like when I did my, you know, my taproom model was to basically sell most of the beer out of the taproom. It was never to distribute, to put it in cans. Right. Maybe sell some cans out of the taproom. So that was always my model. And I thought that was a pretty solid model based on, you know, the, you know, hard getting into stores to distribute shelf spaces. They've been yeah. yeah. pretty solid there. I didn't take a pandemic into consideration. <laughs> that wasn't in my business plan, right, so I, right. I did miss that one, but I feel like I covered everything else pretty good. Nice. Well, yeah. it's, I mean, you, you got a great operation here. You're, it's, and oh, yeah. it's really nice in here. We love coming down here. You and, and, and your daughter and your wife are always fantastic to us when we come in here. And but above everything, the beer is great. We absolutely mm. love, absolutely. love the beer, and it's got to be. So, yeah. thanks for hosting us. Thanks for taking a few minutes. I know you got to get to got to get to your day job, My I guess. Job, so, yeah, 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 right on. So, but we appreciate you guys coming in, and we love all of our regulars. Absolutely. All right. Thanks, Jared. Yeah. Thank, Take you. Care. Thank you, Jared. Okay, we're back, and that was the uh, the interview. Wasn't that with cool? Jared, I mean, that was Jared Betts. Uh, I, I really like really that guy. guy. I, he's a really nice guy, and his family, by the way, is fantastic. They've always taken care of us when we come down here. It, it, it's great. No, no. I, I guess I'd like to have people think about that, where where people really kind of grab the bull by the horns and 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 take risks, and um, you know, with absolutely no guarantee of success, and the su success would not be based on their amount of work that they put into it, but just really buy in from from the public, and um, it, right. it's cool. And I'm I, I certainly you know I came out, and I'm I have come here several times, not as much as maybe I should have, but I will more because it's like, at the end of the day, it's a completely local operation yes. Yes. that puts out a very good product, and you the know... The beer is great. The That's beer the is really thing. good. Like, it's not and like you know you're, you're yeah. sloughing down. You know, and, 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 and I'm not going to criticize anyone that buys Miller Butter or anything like that, oh. but just understand that, you know, for... X amount of dollars more, you you can support someone that's really put their heart and soul into it. So I'll just say that. Right, you know? and and my my big thing with this place is, he had this dream. They were doing this home brewing yes. thing. Yes. And then and then they decide, 
this is going to be something that we're going to throw a business into. And they are rolling for six months, and then and the COVID? pandemic hits, and, 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 COVID and, and, hits, and, and they hits, get shut and, down. And you know what? He could they could have just rolled up shop and just said, "Nah, I don't care." They yeah. adapted. They canned a whole bunch of stuff, which I'm glad they did because yeah. I ordered Ambibulous beer uh, on a regular basis right. uh, through other local breweries yeah. with the yep. curbside pickup, and um, and they weathered the storm yeah. and got through it. And I'm glad they did. And, and 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 just a little bit of shout out for a lot of similar businesses, not not just here, right? But think about what they are weathering and 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 oh, when, yeah. when you start making your buying decisions not just ambibulous but other local um businesses of all kinds so yes right. yeah so all right shout out to local businesses oh, no no doubt about it absolutely shop locals and in, in particular they do it they do it right here they make great beer and they're yep. just super nice people yes so, they are i Wonderful. have never Full disclosure, I've been to Amubilis a couple of times. I've never had a bad beer here. I've no, never had a beer no. that I've everybody's, tried here. Everybody's got everybody's got different tastes, but they do have a wide variety, which they do. you should have. Little brewery. There's there. no right or wrongs with right. beers. So there have yeah. been there have been local breweries that I've gone to where I've tried something. I'm like, oh, I don't like that. Oh, I don't like that. And then I had like two or but, three but, favorites. But doesn't man- I, you mean it's bad beer though? No, just, no, no, no. It's just no, no, that no, no. you didn't right. like a particular kind. Right. So, yeah. I, I, I've come here and I've never disliked a beer right. that I've tried here. Yeah, where are we at? Where are Let's we at? go to Let's the next go one. to something that I want to talk. I'm going to jump a little bit ahead in the itinerary. I want to talk about Orlando Arcia. Right. Ah, uh, yes. So, Orlando Arcia, the figment of our imagination that was and then wasn't and is again. Right. He is some kind of. I don't know. Uh, what, what do you describe him as? He's an enigma. For so, so here's he's an enigma. He yes. Is. So here's what I think about Orlando Arcia. I, so as he's come up in the minor leagues, big prospect, right? right? There's a lot top of top 100 lot baseball of America pressure on you. Mm-hmm. Obviously, like you yep. got to get to the big leagues. You have to, you know, keep grinding to get the call, and you finally do. And he did. Yeah. And, and and he was a stud to start. To start. And then. And then, and then he happened. faded off, right? Yep. And then he was the 201 hitter mm-hmm. who tried to pull a lot of things. And, and it, you know, and the 201 then, hitter that played really, the, really good defense, and then you tried to... The and, really, and that, well, the really, really average defense, but he would make yeah, the huge plays. He would make okay. the huge plays. That and, and then that's more better. accurate. And so, he's got and that right. cannon arm that would save him, I think, on right. a lot of, you know... Whatever. A couple could, bobbles that should have something that should And, you know, I'll take that back because you're exactly right. When you describe that, because it's like okay, so the, um, the Brewers make a trade for a shortstop. Yes, for Luis. A Luis Urias. Do you know how to say it yet? It's by the Urias. Way? I swear to God, they say it different. Every it's Urias. Season. Urias. Well, they Urias. probably do say it different. They're they, they're not meaning disrespect. They no, just no, don't no, know how no, to say not. it. So I, I'm I'm 97.5% sure it's Urias. Yep. So I used to say or Josh Urias. Millar. <laughs> I'm still going to say it because that's what I think of him. Millar. Well, because we don't really. Care enough to pronounce his last name That's correctly. Right. He hasn't acquired. Yes, haven't earned it. Which, which we can go back and the email that you sent earlier today. You misspelled my last name, even though we've That's known why. each other, and I would like to say we've been <laughs> friends for like a decade. Yes, but here's the difference. Well, you have uh, a ju- weird last name. Here's the no di- here's the difference, Justin. That was a typo, Josh. It's personal. 
I don't respect him enough. I just don't. It's just okay, like I can Millar. Appreciate it's that. like I'll, I'll throw one L. His name's Miller. I'll give it one L. I, I don't give a shit. That. I don't respect him. Thanks, Travis. Thanks, Steve. Thank you. <laughs> I, I do know how to spell your last name. I appreciate I just it. Pl- flat out messed up. Um, Josh, on the other hand. Josh, on the other hand, is a gigantic yeah, douchebag. Nobody my should ass. No, he just, it's, he, he's got that look. Look at that hair. Take a look at that. <laughs> oh, he's, you know what? He once described it as like a bro hawk. Well, kind of. It's is. more of a second rate, third string Sopranos character. It really that's is. sitting in a restaurant. You know somewhere. what happened was he. In Bergen, he New Jersey. Put, he was going to put his hair, he put gel in his hair. Oh, yeah, he pushed yeah. everything forward. Oh, yep. But he got into a car, opened up the windows, and it just sort of flopped up. Uh, maybe, yes. Yeah, look at the, look at those those ones that are like three quarters of an inch higher than the other ones. Why why aren't they all the same height? Because he intentionally cuts yes. it that way. Oh, he did it. That's that's yeah. not an accident because nobody no. can do that as an accident. No. You, you ask yourself, does he have a wife that's monitoring this? Obviously, she doesn't care enough. Well, she's got kids. I mean, she's, she's got, got kids. Big, I mean, uh, she's got other things to worry about right. than Josh. <laughs> Look, to, to the point about how much my wife cares about my appearance. I once got out at an airport wearing a blue Brewer Hawaiian shirt, okay, and then threw on a red um, Badger's vest over it, and yeah. asked her like, "Is this okay?" She goes, "Yeah, you look fine." And then I looked, I saw myself in a mirror and went, "Huh." Yeah. You are obviously just a, another adult figure to help watch the kids. <laughs> Awesome. Yeah. Oh, that's right. so good. You're right. And, well, and, and her dumbass excuses. Oh, babe, you look good and everything. Kids probably call him Josh. A- <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, oh, yes. Oh, my God. Oh, this is by far the best content you will ever hear on this podcast because it's so true. I. <laughs> Hey Josh, get in the kitchen, make me a make pie. Me pie. <laughs> Ooh, shit. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> no, but but about but 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 about Orlando RCO. Seriously, I mean, um, there's a guy that. Um, uh, well, hold on. Here's here's my point. Okay, is when <laughs> Luis Urias, Urias, when he finally comes in, that he's the heir apparent. Like he's going to replace. Arcia. He's going to replace Arcia. Shortstop. So now all of a sudden, Arcia has his <coughs> best year as a pro. Yes. Right. Right. Okay. So Arcia strikes me as a guy right. you can never give a long term contract to because he seems when he's relaxed. Yes. He doesn't perform. That's, when he's yes. driven, yes. when it's like, oh shit, like I'm in the minors, I have to get to the majors. He's but, not a guy you can give a Freddie Peralta contract to. No, no, uh, no. A hundred years and really low money because you think he's going to. No. no. And, he, and you know what? Good for Arcia for realizing that his job was on the line and stepping it up. Of course, but if that's the motivation you need, you can't motivate a guy like that with a long-term contract. Agreed. Agreed. You, you have to keep bringing in young talent. And you know what? Fortunately for the Brewers, and their minor league system sucks, mm-hmm. but fortunately for the Brewers, you've got guys in the minor leagues in that middle infield spot that can push him. Bryce Touring. 
Bryce Touring at any point that he can, when he starts playing triple A ball, it'll be a while. But you know what? You've got Urias, Urias, you've got Luis in that position right now that can continue to push Arcia, and he can fill in at third base because he is a good left side of the infield player. My go. No, I'm just gonna. I'm, I'm just saying that. Uh, you've got the current push, and you've got future push behind them that hopefully continues uh, Arcia's right. My My play. biggest hope is that, that Arcia continues to have the best year of his career, plays really well, which becomes uh, trade capital for the offseason. Oh, you know what? I yeah. saw lots of articles this, or this uh, trade deadline that said, are the Brewers okay trading Arcia? They have to be. With high yeah. stock. Without even no. a, a blink of an eye. Because you can, put, it, you can insert whoever at third base. But because yes. Urias is, is playing third base very very consistently, and that's great. It makes for a phenomenal. Right. He's a plus of defender. He's a, a traditional plus defender. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so but, it, but you can put him at, at short, at third, at, at second. second yeah, if you need he can to. play anywhere, essentially oh, except for first in the infield. By the way, Keston Hira's defense at second, it has been better than advertised. I know he made a bad throw yesterday. That it's RCSA. been better. I, I get it's that. been better than his. Uh, yeah. Defense has been traditionally. Yeah, yeah. And, and what do you traditionally expect out of a second baseman? Just don't fuck up. That's right. it, simple. Right. Right. And, and he managed to do it, and his whole career has been as bad. We get it. So where do you put him? Well, you can't put him in the outfield with his arm. You, you no. can't put him. Mm-hmm. So there have um, been improvements. Unless the National League is going to, uh, going to adopt a DH permanently, but even then, he like, has to play second like base. Like Council is a guy who will rotate his DHs right. like, a, like a merry-go-round. In, oh, the, in, the first, in the first 25 games, I don't yeah. know if I mentioned it, the first 25 games, the Brewers had 24 different lineups. Yeah, this is with a DH. And, yeah. and uh, Council is great for that because he plays. He's the saber metric. He plays do we, matchups. Do we have a future discussion about DH? I think we do. And, I think and, it's and, a legitimate and, and, and discussion. They, you know, and it's a discussion. We've I would talk, look at. I think we've talked about it. We brought it up, but, but maybe maybe yeah. we weigh in on the one way or the other. And right, I agree. Know. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right, so that's my uh, just don't sign RC to a long-term contract no. unless no unless it's a Freddie Peralta sort of long-term low money. Yeah. Oh, exactly. but, yeah. but no, no. But don't I'm, do I'm it because you. he seems like the kind of guy who needs motivation. Yes, fair enough. So okay, now they are on the cusp of the playoffs. The Brewers are close. So are half of the other teams. Yes, in the exactly, League. and that's my point. So are they a playoff team? Now I will. I will pose this to you. Of course they're not. They're not a team that's going to win the World Series. However, (laughs) given the current situation and current dynamics of the playoffs. And and I'm not saying are they a playoff. Could they make the playoffs? Of course they could make the playoffs. Like anyone can make the playoffs with a little hot streak. So let's say the Brewers make the playoffs as the seventh seed or something. As a wild card. As As a wild card. You have... Brandon Woodruff, who is emerging and is doing what Brandon Woodruff should do. Corbin Burns. Corbin Burns has become the player that we expected him to become last year. Right. So now all of a sudden you have two potential aces in a short series because the first round is two out of three games. No. Yes. That, that's the game changer, and I was going to bring that up. Absolutely <sighs> could 
in the we could be in the discussion at the end. Absolutely. But you have you. I, I think yeah. you have to avoid the eight seed because then you're hitting the Dodgers, right? Because the Dodgers will be the one seed. Right. I, I don't think there's a huge difficulty in avoiding the eighth and being the seventh, and that that could be the biggest thing. You, yeah, the, you don't you don't want to go eight one. That's it, not good. So the no. first round, it's not it's not quite sixteen one in NCAA, but it's close. It's close. It's and, and, really and there's no close. precedent for this. There's no, no precedent there's for base. So the, the looking first, at eight one. So yeah, the first round is a three game series. Yeah. The second round is a five game series. Even in a five game series, when you can trot out two potential. Not potential aces, but guys with ace stuff yeah. in Woodruff and Burns. Yeah, like <laughs> even if you go to Game Five, you're you're back to your number two. Back to you are right. So, you don't have to. Yeah, and, I, and I'm not trying to like pump up the Brewers as well. Maybe they have a chance because they're a they're not a great team right now. But if that offense gets hot and the 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 pitching and the defense has been there all year long, so currently you're looking at the Dodgers, the Braves, the Cubs. The Phillies, the Marlins, and the Padres as your top uh, top six teams, yep. top and, two. And, if, and then you've got the Giants and the Cardinals currently. And if you roll out Woodruff throwing his good stuff and Burns throwing his good stuff, I feel very, very confident that, that 2-0 is feasible. Right. Fe- not like, oh, we're going to win those. As it's long feasible. As long as they're pitching the way that they are right now. If the offense gives you something, and we all know how offense is, look at what they've done so far. Like Even, one game is right. nine runs, well, the other one is no. Well, next Woodruff, game is no Woodruff runs. pitched a gem yesterday and then won one nothing. So as long as Woodruff right. and Burns pitch twenty twenty Woodruff and Burns and not twenty nineteen Woodruff and Burns. Right. So mm-hmm. as as bad as I feel about this team so far this year, if they slip into the playoffs, if those two guys, and that's it, those two guys, Woodruff and Burns, that's it. If they pitch the way that they have shown this year, mm-hmm. they yep. have a they have a chance in any series, and even if it is the Dodgers, and they they have a chance against them. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Can can I throw in a random thought? No, never. Yes, continue. <laughs> Please. If folks have, if folks at all like what we're doing now, just think about a 2021 and what a year would look like and the lengthy season that is MLB. Um, This was not planned, but I want people to think about, Jesus, this is, we're, we're, you know, this is kind of some difficult, completely unprecedented times. Yes. But we start in, say, February, March, and we go through, this is, this is some pretty cool stuff. And, um, and and the Brewers roster currently is put together yeah. in a way that 2020, yeah. the 2021's yeah. not going to be a whole lot yeah, different. Yeah, I mean, the, 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 the COVID world, as we're talking about this year and whatnot, I mean, I'm, I'm already on record saying I would rather have the Brewers go to the playoffs five years in a row and not win the World Series than win the World Series this year. And, and I mean that because I foresee the downside is just being that – Asterisk of all asterisks. You talk about the Houston Astros, asterisk. Yeah. Oh Jesus, this isn't going to compare. And you, you wow. can't. It, it's very difficult to to quantify it. Right. But we all know that we would be the absolute redheaded stepchild of all World Series sure. winners of all time. Yeah. So um, that, so, so that, so that's. I mean, 
you know, what would be great is if the right. Brewers won the World Series this year and then came back in 2021 and wanted to get it again. You know? yes. so, can you imagine? So, yes, you do want to win this year, but you better have a good year that but, year after. So, yeah, yes. you, can't, you, can't you can't wear yeah, the I same be, hat that you would if they wanted. In you a, can't in a win in 2020 and miss the playoffs in so, 2021. So, so say, well, and here's a discussion that I don't think we have talked about. So say the Brewers were to somehow win the World Series this year Oof. and came back and went to the um, NLCS the next year but didn't win. That would kind of be... I would... Th- I would, that, would, that, would that would mean a lot more, right? Justification oh, for man. a decent I mean, obviously, if yes. they came back in 2021 and won the World Series, that's a no-brainer. Yeah. But, made but how the, about they came back and they the went championship. all of a yes. sudden it's the Brewers and the it would Dodgers. Validate, or, it would validate, yes, it would validate 2020. Yeah. Because, because how many how many, play, yeah. or how many teams in the NFL have won a Super Bowl yeah. and then completely Tanked. washed the next right. year. Yeah. It was bad. And, and, or, or the bad, curse or, of teams that lose and, the and Super Bowl. And, right. and the 162-game season means everything because in the NFL, the whole 16-game thing changes it because you can, yes. in very short order, when you look at 10 and 6 not being too much different than 6 and 10 with certain yes. things that happen, it's different. 162, it really does start to flesh out right. the quality so, teams and right. whatnot. So different. Let me throw you this. The the ultimate double asterisk. If the Astros won... won fuck it, the Astros. If the Astros well, won it this year. Yeah. I would because, say fuck them and, and completely. I, I don't know. I have no knowledge about what the... Yeah. The ground roots. Chris, um, do they even want to if you're an Astro? I mean, see, you just, no, you you just want to hide to. for like four years, don't see, you? And that's the well, thing. I don't know, I don't know what the ground roots Astros fans not, feel. No, I, no, no, no. I from, think from what I've seen on Twitter <laughs> is that yeah. Astros fans are like, fuck you guys. We want it. We have a ring. It doesn't yes. matter. They're like Yankees and, and, fans. And, and, and that's they a don't shame. Care. So let me ask you this. And this is something, again, that we haven't talked about. The Brewers win the World Series two years ago. We then find out, oh, my God, Astros type of cheating. How do we feel? How, I mean, I can tell you how I feel as an individual, but how does the average brewer feel if it's Ryan Braun, not Caltuve um, yeah. oh. or whoever? It's like, oh, boy. It's it really difficult because you're painting with a very broad brush because... Don't want that. I don't want that. As a traditional somebody who fully understands baseball, if you know that your team won a World Series while cheating, you can't can't accept that. You can't say that that is a World Series victory. And I, I need to emphasize this, that what they did versus gamesmanship, Right. The spitball, these, what they did was really unprecedented and off the charts. They weren't stealing and signs no, from no, no. the second they base. Didn't, they didn't. They, they just, it, was, it was something that has never happened. Yes. And the Astros can fuck themselves. Not only what they did, but they somehow managed to triple. Well, they made it worse. And quadruple down on making it worse with how they, they responded their to their cheating. Apologies. And, and, you yeah. know what? If if Jose Altuve 
went back and said, yes, I didn't want my jersey ripped off because I had a wire underneath there that had, that told me well, that a pitch was yeah. coming. And not said that there was a tattoo my, there my, that he was my wife, about, my wife, yeah. or my wife didn't like um, that my chest of course was he, exposed. Of course, he was, po- he was posing for the whole world, you know, like a couple months early. Yeah, it's just everybody I, knows ooh. it, so it's like... But I think the the question becomes, as Brewers fans, are we going to be different as the average Astros fan? We have to I be. would like I, to think I we are, but so. it's three of us here and others. But I think you'd have, a, you'd have enough yeah. dumbass Brewer fans. Guys, there would be Josh, enough. you hit it perfect, yes. and, and that's the deal. There are thousands and thousands of Brewer fans that are quote unquote fans, but just really don't get it. Woohoo! We're going to pray. Look, they don't do you give a shit. When, so. when Jonathan Lucroy broke his hand, his wife dropped a, a piece of luggage on his hand and yeah. broke his hand, and th- they got death threats because of that. Yeah, there's there I mean, are there are enough stupid. That's Brewer adorable. Fans. Yeah, but you need to look at like the true fans, and the true Astro fans are still saying, "Well, we won a World Series." <laughs> But the true true Brewers fans, I would like to think that because present company excluded, most uh, Brewers fans are Packers fans, and we've had a championship. We've had successful teams. You know, I think think that's a good point. There there, there are other things that can bring us back to the moral center ground. Where are we at? All right, let's move on. Do we want to take a little break? Because Justin really needs to catch up. All right, he's got to pee. All right, we'll take a break. Be right back. All right, we've covered a lot of Brewer info so far. Oh, by the way, we're back, and Justin. We are back. Or I was just say, Travis, do you want to uh, cover where Justin just went to the bathroom? Justin went to the women's restroom. Uh, to my defense, the owner's daughter said, "Just don't pee on the seat." And well, you because can go she in looked there. at you and said, "You'd be appropriate for the women's bathroom." I did not sit down when I went to the bathroom, so I still want to say that there was a toilet in which I urinated in, like a man. He, um, yeah. I looked out and I said, "I'll be right out." This no, happened no, no, like, no. Just, you said, what? "I'll be out in a minute," and <laughs> I said, "I can't hold it for a minute." You didn't say that. I Otherwise, I would have given up my spot because I was not in emergency mode. I was in emergency mode. Well, you I should also just snorted you, a bunch of beer into my sinus cavity. You should have just given that universal code of "Oh shit, I need in here," and we would have shared the men's room. Peed in the same toilet? Oh, Whatever. God. All right, we're going to. Um, that's what she said. That's what she said. That's what she said. This is good. Do you want to get, Michael give a Scott. background on this? By all means. So that's what she said. Is those phrases we hear that broadcasters say, particularly in baseball, but we can open up to other sports, of course, that make us giggle, that make us shout out. That's what she said. <laughs> uh, and for the non-office fans, Michael Scott was uh, an office character that made. That's what she said. Famous. Right. For the sexual innuendo. Right. So any any sexual innuendo phrase that, that announcers typically say or whatever. Right. Travis, you want to start it off? I'll start it off. Go ahead. And as I usually do, it'll be as an announcer. You know, with the, with the big shift on, Yelich has a huge gap to work with. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, those huge gaps. They're an issue. Oh, God. All right. Here we go. Who's next? 
Um, Josh. All right. So when talking about pitch selection, when an announcer says, I thought he might go up high, but he decided to come inside. <laughs> yes. That's what she said. <laughs> Beautiful. Uh, mine has to do with pitch selection. When the uh, when the pitcher threw a backdoor slider and it <laughs> caught the batter off guard. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. That's great. <laughs> Backdoor slider. That's what she said. Man. <laughs> Just when you think he's stupid. <laughs> oh, I can bring all sorts of middle school into this. Oh, wow. All right. All right. Nice work, so, everyone. So, where are we at? Let's go on to, I, I, I have to mention this just because it struck me as so funny when I was uh, mm. thinking about it. Um, so, the, 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 the Brewers released uh, Justin Smoke. They did. Because mm. God knows we couldn't get along without his 188 average and two home runs and 10 RBIs. But they brought in mm. Dan Vogelbach. <laughs> Dan Vogelbach, who was batting like 088. 088. Like uh, literally three hits in, mm. in like 33 at bats. Any, yeah. any of us would have got six hits. Yeah. And literally any of us could have hit the ball three times in 30 at-bats. Right. So, like, everybody, I think the entire baseball community went, Hmm. really? So you're bringing in an underachiever to... to, 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 I'm sorry, you're replacing an underachiever with an even worse underachiever. Unless you are, uh, Hmm. like, astute baseball uh, insiders like uh, Josh, Travis, and I. You, yeah, no, we finally. Were, oh yeah, yes. that's right. We I'm in. I'm in. Yeah, took a while. <laughs> so he's the, a shit brick house to begin with. Well, a shit I, brick house. <laughs> I, I re, in our itinerary email, I referred to Dan Vogelbach as the human fire hydrant, he, which is absolutely what he is. He has like sort of normal legs and this massive upper body, so which is not muscle. It's not like an Eric Thames kind of guy. No. He is a pure he is beer every, league softball. He is every 33-year-old beer league softball player. Does right. he have his beer league softball number on his license plate? He probably oh, does. I hope he does. I'm sure he does. I hope he does. I'm sure he does. Yeah. Um, but what really just <laughs> struck me about Vogelbach, so he's this, you know, this well, well, first of all, this his is what's uniform great is very tight. It, yeah, he's about 260 pounds and about my height, yes. which is 5'11". So he's yeah. a yeah. bulky kind of fellow, and I think about half of it is in his cheeks. Oh my God, his his face is huge. Right. So, which first of all, I love about baseball because you can have every type of athlete in in baseball. You can have the Jose Altuve's, these tiny little guys yep. who. Crank home runs, or the the Volga box, or the uh, um, the John Crook right. types, who are just pure mm. league guys. My my favorite description of uh, of um, mm. Vogelbach mm. was with Craig Sean, where he said, uh, "When Vol walks in the lineup, it's going to be as DH." Yeah, well, yes, right. He can't he's, play the. He's not playing a field. Play the field. So, um, picture this now. 
This is what I pictured Vogelbach when I saw him in a, in a uniform. And Justin, you're gonna have to put your phone down and listen to this because I know Travis won't. There is a certain uh, person that we work with that I kind of respect that sent a message that I was going to look at. And then there's a lot of question marks and just the first three words were not just the same. Well, I guess that's four. It's not just the same. I don't, I don't, I don't know what that means. I started reading it and I thought yeah, it was going to be more important anyway, than it was. Please, yeah. please okay. think about Vogelbach in this way. Vogelbach. Okay. You know, the guys that wear the long baggy shorts and by long, I mean, reaching down to their mid Shins. Yes. Okay. With a lot of chains on them. He's not him. And then a and then a a white wife beater, you know the the white the white tank top and yes. a flat brim cap. That is Dan Vogelbach. He would look perfect in that sort of outfit. Like, That's accurate. That is him. Probably with he's a lot also, of tribal like barbed wire tattoos. Yeah. He's him. also wear. Or he's also driving a work. Uh, how do you call it? Like a work crew uh, uh, pickup truck. Oh, it's yes. generally red or blue. With um, a lift kit. There's a lift kit on it, and there is a toolbox <laughs> in the in the back. Right. In the back yeah, trunk. That's who's playing DH. There's right there's now. no crew cab. I don't. I, th- I think it's called a work cab. I drive an SUV, and it's got third rows, so <laughs> I don't know anything well, what real men drive. <laughs> really. But it, we're gonna call this like a work cab truck that has two doors an extended bed and it's got a work it's got a, a toolbox in the back trunk and it's got a lift kit and it's yeah. red or and, and Vogelbach gives like the finger to anyone that wants to like take a picture with him like I just picture yes. it's like yeah that so, might be a, a a vehicle that was involved in a shooting somewhere around here right so that's who we have now and, and look again to <laughs> To David Stern's credit, Vogelbach got like three hits in his he, first like four at He has he has tripled his batting average since joining the Brewers. Right. So I, you, well, what I don't the know. Fuck? What the who the? I, you know what? Every single um, uh, transaction that David Stearns does, even if it on the surface appears to be bullshit, I will say in Stearns I trust. Because well, right. he and, has and become. Think he about has, this. I don't, if a guy like Vogelbach, like all of a sudden, like catches fire and how much of a cult hero could he be in Milwaukee because he is a pure Milwaukee guy yes right a sort of a big fat guy who just sort of swings for the fences can't plays can't play the field at all and he, he's gonna be our guy if, if, if he can right if he can do anything we Absolutely. will love Dan Vogelbach right. forever so. yes you know what? If there is any person that speaks, I am Milwaukee Brewers, it's Dan Volbach. Right. It's a guy, they, I, I can't play the field. Just give me a bat and I'm going to go set to hacking. How and many, I like, guarantee every single time he gets a hit, he goes back to the dugout when the real fielders go out. He shotguns a beer. He chugs a beer. Yes. 100%. This guy's got a 24-pack of Miller Lite sitting in the dugout, and he drinks half of it during the game. Right. He I, 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 I hope he does. Yeah. He wants nothing to do with an IPA. By any means, um, can we go on to the power tools? Yes. Power tools, Travis. Please. Yeah, yeah, really like this is so yours. this is new, and you I, should describe this, and I'll go first so that it can get buried into this conversation. Yeah. So this is something I came up with, and um, almost 
No one knows about my background with the power tool decathlon, so oh I'm not God. going to talk about that specifically. It, but it was what, the coolest. Thing it ever. was the coolest thing ever. But I will kind of base my thoughts on it. So, what is the tool or the thing that you are convinced that you are able to use or be part of? and you see on TV or whatever, it's like you know that you could use this particular power tool, but at the end of the day, you have no business using that power tool or being part of that profession or whatnot. So this, this, this is something that I haven't even shared in a lot of detail with Justin and Josh, do, but I'm gonna, what? Do you want Justin to go first? No, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna have oh, to start. Second. Oh, okay, okay. I'm gonna have to start because of this, so. This may or may not be something we do on a regular basis. If it's something we do today and it never happens again, that's not the end of the world, I, I won't be heartbroken, but here's how I'm gonna start. So, Deadliest Catch, we've all watched it. <laughs> I used to love it, right? Yep. So you see these monkeys out on the boat and they are um, dealing with these pods. They call them pods, lobster pods or crab pods or whatever. Yep. And they are just moving those things around like they're 20 pounds. And I think everybody got used to that, right? So I personally thought, my God, I could probably be someone that could move these crab pods around a boat. Oh, no. And what I'm about to say is I know that I can't be. So I thought that I could be because it's like, you know, you're moving them and you could physically do something, but can you really do it in like a 30 below wind chill or you can't feel your fingers or whatnot? So I'm going to be very um, proactive in telling you that that's the kind of thing I know I couldn't do. But when I started watching Deadliest Catch, these crab pods. Yes. Okay, so what mine doesn't involve a power tool other than the wenches and stuff like that. So that's kind of the theory behind this. Now there's plenty of power tools and other non-power tools that can fit this. I think two weeks from now we, we will know if this we continue with this or we just shit can it. But I think a lot of men in particular probably look at what other men do and they're like, I can do that? Yeah. Maybe they can't, probably they can't. So there's my contribution. Um, Justin, I'm going to move on to you. I am going to flat out say that there are a lot of power tools that I have no business operating. Okay. Uh, I've used a, um, like a framing nailer. Okay. And, really? Yeah, and other sorts of automated staplers and nailers and that's probably the extent of my power tool i've used a miter saw that sort of thing what the fuck is a miter saw it's that thing with the circular with saw, the circular miter, saw. Yeah. yeah okay so i've used those before because i've done basic home improvement projects where i needed those things so are there things that's like oh shit i never should try a jackhammer okay good. a jack 70 or 90 pound or do you have any any of them all of them. So you've seen jackhammers I've before, seen jackhammers and you're like, before. oh, that's cool, but deep down you know you can't do deep it. Deep down, I think I would put the, whatever you call the end of the jackhammer, 
I would put it in my shin and I would be less okay. of a leg. Perfect. And that's exactly what we're looking for. And, I, and, I and, would, and, you know, for what it's worth, um, Justin, I don't think you should, you have any business there, handling a jackhammer. There is zero business yeah. that I should have ever no. using a jackhammer. But Whether I've it's 20 it, pounds or 90, you shouldn't I, be doing I've it. looked at it, I'm like, oh, that's a really cool power tool. But and you know there you is 0% chance right. that I would be able to use that accurately and not injure myself. Uh, appreciate your honesty and um, forthrightness. If um, I Josh, ever, where are you at with us? Yes. Oh. Well, Whoa, what happened? I'm this gonna isn't... set a new floor for Okay. This. Thank you, Josh. <clears throat> so there is literally no power tool that I should, could, would aspire to use. Okay. Yes. And I mean that literally. I can't wield any of them. That's that's accurate. We're, we're, too. And no, this is this means a lot to everybody. It really does. So anyone who knows me knows that I am the most unmechanically oh, inclined. I, I didn't even know that before Josh, I suggested this. Josh, can you explain the uh, headlight <clears throat> replacement <clears throat> story? Is, is it appropriate oh, for over the only Yes, it is. Okay, and it's fantastic. <clears throat> okay, so I know when when my um, blinker light goes out in my truck. I it's a blinker it, light, not a headlight. A blinker light, not a mm. headlight. I know it because it flashes really fast. You know, like, dee, 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 dee. right. So I know. All right, one of them's out. So I, he, no, I, he notices that it's not the headlight, and he knows it's the blinker light. Yeah. So I'm going to go ahead and give Josh a little bit of credit in being able to tell the difference between a headlight and a blinker light, which was good for me. Yes. I, I, I knew that. So sound. Yeah. So I didn't go and buy the blinker light myself. I sent my wife. I said, Julie, go to uh, Napa yeah. and tell them that I've got a, whatever I have in 07 Tacoma, and I need a blinker light for it. Light, not A fluid. note for future reference, my Aunt Lynn. Just note it. Go ahead. Okay. So she got me the light, got the new light. I thought, well, maybe I can get in through the, through the hood. So I popped the hood. You know, yanked out the blinker light, took the bad one off, put the new one in, set it in the in the little thing there. Oh, well, it's not really thought. like getting in there, but that must be how it works. Because that's typically how your real life works. You set it in there, and it really doesn't fit. Yeah. <laughs> right. So I thought that'd be good enough. So I slammed the hood My. down, walked back into the house, immediately texted. My friends. You sent a text message to several people uh, proclaiming your manhood and being able to <laughs> do automotive repairs That's... to people who are more automotively in, like inclined than you are. Right. Yep. I said, I just changed a blink of light. I fixed it. I am uh, I'm a man. I'm I am all go... that is man. Uh -huh. Listen to me roar. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Maybe 45 minutes later, I had to go out and pick my kid up from... Uh, a practice. Maybe, Maybe. 45 minutes yep. later. So I get in the truck, I drive, pick him up, I go to Quick Trip, I throw on the blinker light. Tick, 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 tick. Yep, yep, not working. Crap. <laughs> Look, it's doing it again. What did I do? So I I rip open the hood, you know, I, you know, put up a cool light, like I look, I know what I'm doing. Oh, and apparently yeah. I didn't, like, all I had to do was just. You didn't set it. 
I didn't set it. I didn't set it in the in the housing. No, they're cute at that age, aren't they, Justin? <laughs> they're uh, they're really cute at that age. They are. Yeah, look right. at them. So look what the, he's doing with his hair. It's very pretty. He like spikes it up like he's all cool and such. So, okay. So the the light fell out of the little electrical it, housing thing your, and fell into the. Your Blinko light is literally bouncing around the headlight housing. Yep, it's in there right now as we speak. Bouncing around in the headlight housing, which I don't know how to get into. I don't know how to. Hold on, you've replaced the blinker light. Your blinker light is now functional. Yeah, but there is a blinker light that is bouncing around your headlight housing. Right, I fixed it. I actually like, like, and Justin almost fell on his chair. It's fine. No, I fixed. I got it in there right, and it's working great. Yay me! But that old blinker light is still bouncing around in my headlight housing. It's as we speak, right. so we that speak. is, and by the way, I had to like text it out, and and I yeah. like bragged to my boss when I bought and yeah. um, used uh, what, what are those ratchet strap thingies? The, the uh, ratchet straps. The ratchet straps. Ratchet straps. I needed to hold down a mattress, so I had to go to Menards and like ask someone like, what do I? What you purchased to- <laughs> subpar ratchet straps and then bragged about using <laughs> ratchet straps. So, which, which I bragged to our boss about. They were like, pink. Hey, boss! They were pink, weren't they? Yeah. No, they were yellow. Okay. I, <laughs> where, where, where are we at? <laughs> yeah, let's just move on. Because <laughs> yeah, let's, let's we've move now on. established that Josh <laughs> should have nothing to do with power tools no. or any sort of mechanically inclined... Okay. Can you, imagine uh, me, wait, 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 can you imagine me using a miter saw? No, you have no business no. doing that. So, where are we at? Where are we at? I let's thought, let's I thought take that a look. Back to our seats. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, this will not be a bad question. You go to Brother Travis. Defensive shifting in baseball. Because it's done on every single batter. I, I love it because I, I reference... And I'll, I'll go to a football reference. And an offense will put two tight ends on the left side of a line, yep. knowing that they're going to run to the left side. They're going to put an, an additional blocker on the left-hand side. How is that any different than you know that a batter is a pull hitter and you throw an additional a defender on that side of the infield. I think it's just yeah. good defense. I think it's good saber metrics. I think it's good yeah. game planning. And you're not going to convince me otherwise. Good. Okay. Uh, we're we're on the same page. Um, you um, have done more research than I have, but I will tell you my thoughts culminating over a couple years, and that is spot on. If you don't like it, fix it, combat it. Um, Change your swing. Change, change your swing for that batter. And, and you know what? There is a way to combat it. And the if a walk is as good as a single or a bunt, you know, right. listen. At the end of the day, I, I, I love it. it, it it's a, it, and, and you know what? It isn't something that has come along with some kind of fancy camera work or numbers. It's like people for 100 years would know that at the end of the day, you can do this. Right. I'm I'm fine with and I like it. So yes, good. And and I will also say that I am probably in the ten percentile, and I think both of you two are probably with me in the overall strategy, small ball style of things. Yeah, it's just sure. like that's that that's think. 
I prefer a 5-2 game over an 11-6 game. The, I, I, think I, the, I love that. I, I, um, I love the way the National League does things. I also kind of are like, you know what, at the end of the day, if we no longer have a designated hitter, if... Well, we'll, we'll still know, have a designated hitter. It'll just be league-wide. Yeah. Yeah. So that, 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 that's do it league-wide. So, yes. So that's my, Good. I, okay. my opinion on that. And you remember there was... I, maybe yeah. it was just like talk radio ball, like maybe we need to limit the defensive shifting... That no. drove you can't me do it. You bonkers. can't do it. No, you, you, you can't. can't change it. Yep. And last night, do you guys remember the defensive lineman that the Cubs? Well, Justin, you would be the only one that knows us. The defensive lineman the Cubs had last night when Ryan Braun hit his game-winning sacrifice fly. You know what they did? Remember? They uh, they shifted the offense. Nope. No, they didn't. More more exaggerated. No, they, they had, had a, like everybody on the right side. They had a five-man infield. Yes. Which oh is, no, no 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 yeah so you yeah they had a five man infield they had two outfielders uh, that okay. wasn't just Ryan Braun it was just situational where you had a man on oh, first yeah. and third with right no I, I get that but yes. to, to somehow legislate that and yes. say oh you had a five man infield no yes, absolutely because any good manager understands that a five ball to the outfield likely scores Christian Yelich because right. he's got above average. <laughs> Wow, the <laughs> emphysema or something. Uh, uh, you know that for sure Christian Yelich will score from third base on a fly ball. Well, even on a shallow field. fly, they're sending yes, him. Yes, you're, you're sending him. So, so, one, and, and all five of those guys were right on the cusp of the, gra- on right, the grass, too. Right. So the I only love def- seeing the that. The only defense that you have is of uh, an infield. Hit, hit it right at someone on the infield, right. so why not put five guys in there? Right, and so you're looking for a double play. The the only thing that that bugs me about the shift, and this is not like, this is just purely me, is you get so used to seeing a ball come off the bat and going base hit. Right. But with the shift, like you don't know where right, the guys, right. yes. those guys are playing. Yeah, when they blast one like right through the, the, I know. the pitcher's ankles, and yes. all of a sudden there's like, you know, Kesson Hira playing somewhere nowhere near where he's he should like be. on Kesson, the bag. So Kesson yeah. Hira is playing right behind second base. Right, exactly. So there's an incredible story I have that I can't share, which I will ask both of you to remember during our break. It's not fair to the viewers, but I will forget it if I don't. All right, let's go on to Brustavis, please. Okay, Brustavis. I'll Bruce, start. You want to start? Yes, it? please do. So, do you want to uh, summarize Brustavis? is our gripes. Uh, you know the Seinfeld episode with Festivus where we air our grievances. Brustavis is our airing of grievances related to sports. Does it any, have to be any, baseball? Any, yes. Any sport. My Brustavis. Uh, we'll pay recognition to our European listener. Oh, is this your unpopular opinion, by the way? You claim to have an unpopular opinion. So I did have an unpopular opinion, and I am saving that. Oh, okay. It's All not right. my unpopular mm-hmm. opinion. Right. My Go unpopular on. opinion it will be housed for a little longer. Okay. Go ahead. My Bruce to this is stoppage time in soccer. Mm. Good, I good, solid. very strongly dislike oh. stoppage time. Yeah. Because why can't you be like any f- other fucking sport and just stop the clock? When there's an injury, when there's a stoppage of some sort of play, most sports just stop the time. You 
continue your clock, and then you leave it up to an official to arbitrarily name some sort of time that we're going to continue the game at. So you think that the game's going to end at the 90th minute, but no, 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 no. Some official says there is an additional five minutes of play. But wait for it. While you're playing that additional five minutes of play, the official can say that there was an injury or some sort of stoppage of time to add to your stoppage time. Mm. So you're going to have a stoppage time on your stoppage time. How about you just act like any other league in the world and just stop the fucking clock and say that at 90 minutes, we're done no stoppage time, no arbitrary number from some official somewhere that thinks that this guy needed to be mm. carted off the field because of his toenail breaking <laughs> that added three minutes to your stop. No, 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 no. Just put a fucking okay. pause to the clock. Good. All right. Hold on. Thank you, Justin. Hold on, Travis. Before you go on to yours, let's take a little break because you and I need to get another beer and Justin... Does not. <laughs> All right, Whoops. we are back from the break. Justin has waved inappropriately at the bartender, and Jesus. Uh, that was it tough to watch. Yeah. No, it wasn't the end of the world. It wasn't inappropriate. It, it wasn't was the not end of the world. that bad. I was saying hi it was to just the bartender. Weird. Anyway, it might have been weird, but it wasn't so, inappropriate. Yes, we're we're at <laughs> Brustavis. Josh, is that where we're at? Yeah. I already aired my grievance about stoppage time. Okay. So, Bruce Tavis, it's been really a popular thing. And here's the thing. This is going to catch both Josh and Justin off guard. Ooh. Hmm. It's not going to piss them off. I'm not that creepy, sneaky guy. But you are, but... That's accurate. (laughs) So... We, everybody is used to this weird, unusual, whatever. But I'm going to throw something out there. Starting now, everyone is going to have to come up with a Major League Baseball douche story. So here's my Bruce to this, and I'm gonna I'm gonna get to it. I promise. Okay. Alex Rodriguez. An incredible douche that has somehow, some way, adorned himself to the general public as a decent human being and a representative of Major League Baseball. I think Alex, Alex Rodriguez is an asshole for about... Are you listening to me? I'm listening. He's trying to compose himself. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm listening. Okay. Yeah. He is a douche for about 50 reasons. So true. Okay. I agree. I, uh, yeah, you're not you're not you're preaching to the choir here. Okay. So there are a hundred reasons to not like Alex Rodriguez. So I'm gonna start with the very simple of this. In Brustavis, as in Seinfeld, as in Festivus, we are our grievances. Here's my Brustavis with Alex Rodriguez. Somehow, some way, this man who has taken a tremendous shit on Major League Baseball for 20 plus years is now somehow, some way, an okay character. He's good looking, nobody ever doubted that. But it's like he is a shithead. And he's a shithead for many, many, many reasons that I could ever comprehend. I could probably do some very quick research and give you 20 reasons. There's 
50 reasons. He is a prick. So, my Brustavis is Alex Rodriguez, but my request is this, is that three brews in. You know, here's the thing. We really spend a lot of time on this. 100, 200 hours a piece on our content. Either that or we, we look at the legal pad about 20 minutes before we start. One of the two. We need to look at why Alex Rodriguez and people like him are tremendous douches. So I propose that we start a Hall of Fame of Major League Baseball douches and the winner every year starting in 2010, the Alex Rodriguez Award of, what did I say? 2010. It's 2020. 2020. Justin, duh. 2020, we start with the Alex Rodriguez. Give it to me. So we start. He was staring at us. I want to tell him what he what he's listening. Anyway, so okay, so we had so let's move it forward. So what I'm saying, number one, here's my uh, Bruce to this. Alex Rodriguez has somehow, some way, become a normal, decent human being in baseball. He's a major prick. He's a major douche. Okay, so let's take it one step further. Let's actually give him an award, and we start as three brews in a major league baseball douche hall of fame with him being the first inductee and any future inductees receive a alex rodriguez douche award i will agree with that thank you and and hold on though before i completely agree with this i completely showing that too by the way the The, guy that was staring at no the guy in the plaid shirt that was staring at us like i don't know how long you're gonna hold it up there buddy there's no one looking he hasn't looked up here but he was staring at us like what the fuck are you doing no probably not but i feel better holding it like this okay good so uh a i disagree with you in the fact that you called me and josh out for somehow disagreeing that Alex Rodriguez is a douchebag. It's not what like you, I said. No, you didn't yeah, say that. At all. I felt, I felt as though you know, if that no, was I a microaggression, that. it was a microaggression, God. and I that is absolutely not how I intended it. So okay, so I appreciate so, wait, you, Travis. I just completely one hundred. Okay, let 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 Josh talk. Let what Josh I talk. think you're saying is you're doing the the equivalent of the Roberto Clemente Award. Yes, meaning the opposite the, of it. I told you to be quiet. Go fuck Seriously, yourself. Seriously, Justin, be quiet for a second. <laughs> just, just take a minute. Take a minute. Take a breath. So the, you, you're good at a lot of things, Justin. I'm sure. So, the, <laughs> the, go ahead. The the Roberto Clemente Award is given to the man of the year, the guy who most like the best sportsman. Justin, are you listening? Yes, I'm listening. Okay. <laughs> The best person on and off the field. Right. And it's called the Roberto Clemente Award because mm. nobody was a better human than Roberto Don't. Clemente on and off the field. Incredible. There is nobody that was a worse human being on the world Stop or in the microphone. It was, it was Alex Rodriguez. He's the worst. He, yeah. Oh, okay. So let's let him say I that. agree yeah. with it. 
He's with What it. I was trying to get to. Just let it. What I would have covered. Coach, give, give him a second. Give Jesus. him a second here, okay? Sorry. Is that it's the anti-Roberto Clemente Award, and then we'll get it the... It is the anti... Yeah, and we're yes. going to name it the A-Rod Award. Right. Because Roberto Clemente was one of the best human beings in baseball with... With 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 Hank Aaron and Jackie Robinson and many others and, and, and how Roberto Clemente died. Oh my God! In that in 1972, in the airplane the plane crash, crash yeah. flying supplies down. So what That's we're saying brutal. is that the the biggest yes. douchebag of the year will be given an award by us. Which I want it to be the, to be called the A-Rod Award. I want it. He is the biggest. You are not allowed to talk yet. No, he is. He is. Don't don't do that to him. All right. Because we might be slightly different, but I think we're more spot on than you think. Coach, are you? I mean, A-Rod is the biggest douchebag in MLB history. He is a major son of a bitch, and this is what has happened to all sports. But that we're focusing on baseball somehow, some way. This son of a bitch prick. Has because oh by the way he's a really good looking dude. Sure. If if Alex Rodriguez looked like me, he's done. Right. Yeah. I mean right. with us, yeah. Alex Rodriguez gets nowhere if he looks like Travis. Oh God, yeah. Look at. Also, I'm, he's not right. married to Jennifer Lopez. If oh he yeah. Looks like Travis. And he doesn't have psoriasis. That's uh, <laughs> yeah. yes. Right. So we're gonna pick a guy. But you know what? Little... I'll tell you what. I would pick a fifth rate. Division three volleyball player over Jennifer Lopez any day for a second wife. Oh yes, yeah. 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 There are a lot of volleyball players that look really good in those spandex shorts. <laughs> oh, solid, nice oh. coach. Yeah. By the way, the uh, the girlfriend of the Brewers' first round draft pick. What's his name, Mitchell? Um, um, uh, yes. Uh, what's yes. his first name? It's Wes Haley is, Cruz. No, it's Mitchell, is Mitchell's girlfriend. his first name, right? Yeah, yeah. We don't care. It's oh. Haley Cruz. Haley Cruz is the girlfriend. That's the She's only person we care about. From, uh, Oregon. Oregon. She's Whoa. a softball player. Yeah. She's a senior this year. Ooh, she's what, in the top. What, what, what position? Well, but she's Who the top. Cares? She's an infielder. She's a top 100 prospect in softball, whatever that means, for uh, for the NCAA in uh, in 2020. And she is a TikTok superstar, and no, I will watch. I will watch all the content Thank that you. Haley Cruz puts out no. there because She's she fantastic. is no. a fantastic. No, woman. good. So anyway, where, where are we it, at? It's going to be a like the douche award. Garrett Mitchell is the Garrett Mitchell. What I brought up completely, and, and listen, fellas, I love you like brothers, but. Is that really that hard of a thing to sustain with me saying we're going to bring forward no, a, I don't think so. a Rod Douche Award from here on out? No, no I think we can. I can but I it has think, to be, it's a year-long yeah. thing, right? Like it's like year, every, is it a week No, no, thing? here's what I'm looking at. Every single broadcast, every podcast, Ooh. we come up with a, not an a Rod Douche but a Major League Baseball douche award. So like Bryce Harper's of so the world, based, whatever. Hold on. Are we going to base this off you know, of oh, oh. Like I'm lifetime? I'm going to stop you here because I had thought about this this, this morning. It is not current. It is the oh. Alex Rodriguez Award to be started in like the 1900s. Ty Cobb could be a winner because well, of he, how he, he acted with people. Every, every he'd right. be every winner. But you can have Managers, front office, players. Ooh. It is Major League Baseball douchativity 
from like say 1900 through current. Ooh, I like this. I like it a lot. Like and it, yep. what we do is we say my Alex Rodriguez award for oh, say yes. October Good. of 2020 is blank. Good. Good. And I like we move it. it forward. Yep. Okay. I like Here it. we okay. go. Okay. Moving we can on. go on. Bruce Thank you. My Bruce 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 Josh Miller. Josh. Josh. Hall of Fame voting. Oh, boy. Oh, okay. This will be good. Yeah. When there are some apparent group of writers, like, because it's voted on by the Baseball Baseball Writers of Association of America. Yep. Who refuse to vote for some people on the first ballot. Because they're not Babe Ruth. Right. Because they say so-and-so was not voted on the first ballot. Ballot, therefore, uh-huh. I will not vote. So I'm going, to, yeah, uh, I'm going to read you a list of people good. who were not voted on the first ballot Hall of Fame. So essentially, not. Okay, let's hear. Yes. Yeah, so All right. Let's. Because Ken, Ken Griffey not. Ken Griffey Jr. is one of them. Eddie Matthews. Oh God. Gaylord Perry. Raleigh Fingers. Okay. Nobody yet. Carlton Fisk. Yeah. 72. Mike Piazza. He might be borderline. I'll, I'll go with that. Vladimir Guerrero and yeah. Trevor Hoffman. Trevor Hoffman. Hoffman there, there's two people on that list that I would consider you, potential not If you help. consider Trevor Hoffman as one of those two, I'll punch you in the nose. Roberto Alomar was not voted in on his first ballot. Harmon Killebrew. You know what year Travis? he got in? Travis. What, what? What? Did you consider Trevor Hoffman as not a unanimous first ballot Hall of Famer? I, I did. I'm sorry. Harmon Killebrew got in on his Whoa, whoa, whoa. Fourth, Just sit back down. His fourth year. Yogi Berra, second year. Come here. We'll talk. Hank Greenberg was not in his first year. By the way, Joe DiMaggio, not on his first ballot. Unreal. I mean, come on. There are writers. Yeah, can I can I say something to you officially, Justin? Because you're upset, and I get it. Yep. Maybe I don't understand Hoffman like I should. You don't. Okay. Trevor. Hoffman but I'll admit it. So tell me why. Tra- Trevor Hoffman. Was fix the, my opinion. Trevor Hoffman was the second best closer in Major League history. Yeah. So. Uh, obviously, Mariano you, Rivera. You know I have two of his jerseys, right? In yes, my house. yes. No, I, I completely understand okay. that. So, Mariano Rivera was the best closer in Major League history. Okay. Trevor Hoffman is the second best closer in Major League history. If you can't put the second best first baseman, the second best second baseman, the second best third baseman, I'm going to go ahead and say every fucking position. If you can't put the second best at that position in the Hall of Fame on their first ballot, the Hall of Fame voting is ridiculous. Thank you. And I'm sincere when I say that, when I, when I brought that up, I do not know what I should probably know about him. I'll, I'll admit it. But, but, I'm but not here, there. So. Here's the argument that that bothers me. When 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 writers say, "Well, he wasn't voted on the first, and 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 so and so say like Tris Speaker was not voted on the first, therefore I won't vote for him. 
my my you, you can't say like this guy he didn't get in on us first, so I'm not voting for him on yeah. us first. No. That's nonsense. Right. No, right. My, it's either one or the other. He's the either worst, a Hall yeah. of yeah. Famer or he isn't. So the worst argument that a Hall of Fame voter can have in MLB is to say that that person is not deserving of it. When you look at what who is eligible for the Hall of Fame, if you don't pick your top 15 of those players that are eligible for the Hall of Fame, you can't say, well, this person is their first ballot, and I think they're going to get in in their fourth ballot, so I'm not going to vote for them. Right. That's no, bullshit. I, I, that's no, that's not completely bullshit. And, 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 you know, I'm very glad you clarified that because I, I think there's different viewpoints. And what percentage of people dig as deep as you do, Josh? Or Justin. Justin. Okay, listen. And that was meant for both of you, but at the end of the day, we we need to understand that the overwhelming majority of people that put these people in the hall don't have the highest understanding of baseball in no. general. They don't. But they're and writers. They should. No, they should, but they, they don't. Should, but That's they the don't. problem. They that don't, is so. the issue because most of the writers aren't going to take but it as what, what? as uh, honestly as they should. Honestly, Justin, okay, I, I get what you're saying, yeah. but when their argument yeah. is so-and-so didn't get in on their first ballot, That's therefore it's horseshit. they shouldn't. What, it's horseshit. What, what, what they're right. What they're saying is that look, if if Joe DiMaggio didn't get on his first ballot, then that's a uh, rock that's of awful. shit. You know what? You need to look that's, at the people that are eligible in the year that you're voting and vote for the person that is most deserving. And if you look at Trevor Hoffman, let's say, and you don't think that he's a first ballot Hall of Famer because X. Because Joe DiMaggio didn't make it in but, the first but, ballot. But, 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 but fuck yourself. But, 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 but let, me, let me tell you right now, Coach, that what you bring up is completely accurate. And I apologize because there are absolutely things that I've espoused in the past. It's like, you're spot on. I don't understand Hoffman's credentials like I should. I just don't. So other he, people need to. But and it's not me because I can't spend my whole life doing it. So course. people but, whose right. life is are dedicated to MLB and whatnot, they should. But if you look at Mike so Piazza tainted. and yes. says, no, you're spot and, and, on. And yeah. you say Mike Piazza shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame. You are bonkers. You're right. crazy. You know but, what? And the problem is, then when they say, okay, the next year, okay, I'll give them second ballot Hall of Fame. No, that's, that's it's stupid. Not right. that, that's yeah. nonsense. No, you need to look at who's eligible that year and say, these are the 15 people that are eligible yeah. this year that I think are the 15 most deserving people no. for this it's honor. No, no. And if if Mike Piazza ends up being 17 and on your second I ballot know, he is 12, so be it. But you know what? You can't look at it and say Mike Piazza doesn't deserve yeah. to be a first ballot Hall of Famer because Rod Carew wasn't a first ballot Hall of Famer. Well, who should be yourself. a first? Yeah, but that's so. Where are we at? Go! We are Coach, now. You've raised my blood pressure. So I, I don't gonna, blame you. I'm yeah, okay. gonna punch my Bruce of us, and that bothers me a lot. That's gonna. I'm gonna punch something. All right, Sierra, on, help me. <laughs> we are on to the most gruesome injuries. That I you mean, have ever you suffered go, or went right ahead. All right, I'm. You want me to start this? Gruesome one? injuries. I have one. All right, I'm going to give one that happened to me, and then one that I heard about. 
Okay. Yeah, I was present for mine, so go ahead. Okay. So the most gruesome thing that ever happened to me was I was 19 years old riding a dirt bike, which, you know. Not a good idea to begin with. Terrible idea. Going, like, full speed on the dirt bike. And, of course, the dude in front of me crashed. And then I locked up my brakes and and crashed. Yes, you did. And I rolled the bike over my ankle. And... White. I'm just waiting for the injury. Anyway, so I had jeans on, and I, I got up. I'm like, oh, God damn it. I just shredded my jeans because the dirt mm-hmm. bikes had those little, like, metal spikes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yep. Sprocket. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, and I got up, and I looked, damn it. I shredded my jeans. This sucks. And what the hell is this, like, white shit under my jeans? Mm. Okay. Yeah, it happened to slice my um, kneecap yeah, wide yeah. open. Oh, and it was yeah. the, okay. bone, the bone of the kneecap. And I'm sitting there tapping on it going, what in God's name is this? Good. Until Good. I realized that's my fucking kneecap. And being a 19-year-old, I just like, oh, well, whatever, let's just power on. So we powered yeah. on for about two more hours on the dirt bikes, ended up in the ER with some weird ER doctor who was legit singing opera hmm. while he stitched up my kneecap. Yeah. It was hideous. But the fact of, like, tapping on your kneecap, like your exposed bone kneecap, was hideous. Yeah. Now, I'll go to very quickly to my, um, my honorable mention, which I was not there for. Um, one of my college roommates told me when he was playing baseball like um, there was a low pitch and the the catcher went down to get it like he should and then he just freaked out the catcher just like lost his mind like I was like what in God's name is going on so the pitch hit him in the cup oh it split the cup and yes, then it did. pinched and then they pinched yes yeah that's so not good so it split the cup and then pinched the tip of his dick yeah <laughs> And yeah, so anytime yeah, you split the cup, you know that something's going to get pinched because you're wearing a jock strap with your cup, yep. which the jock strap is meant to hold the cup in place. Yep. So when your cup breaks, yep. things have to. Mm-hmm. Yep. So they had to somehow, I don't know, pry it open to get his penis out of the pinch of the nut cup. Ouch. Oh. Hideous. They, just heard, they just heard penis down there, and that was not good. <laughs> that was not a good story for them because they both flinched in pain. All right, go ahead, Justin. Uh, mine happened to be freshman year of high school, and we were playing a football game, and the score was out of line, so we had backups playing at the oh. time. And were you losing or winning? We were winning because okay. my freshman team was dominant, and Yay. and we uh, so we put one of the players that was questionable in the game, okay. and so he ran a sweep to the right side, and as he got tackled, he happened to break both his tibia and his fibia, <laughs> so both of his lower leg oh, bones what? broke in this tackle. And not only did it break in this tackle, but he happened to, with his left leg, step on his now dysfunctional right leg. Oh, Jesus. So I'm sitting there witnessing this from the sideline, seeing a lower leg 
move in a direction that it probably should not. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. And he steps on it. So being uh. a oh, God. 13 to 14 year old male and not able to comprehend what the hell is going on, <laughs> I look at it and I'm like, oh, fuck. Yeah, oh, sure. He's stepping on his broken lower yep, leg. Yep. He spent the next month and a half in traction at the hospital because <gasps> they had to, like, hold the lower part of his leg because he was at that age where, like, that bone should be growing. And oh, there was, yes, oh, there yeah. was a whole Good. bunch of shit going Solid. on. So I look at that, and in my, like, right ear from behind me, I hear a chuckle. <laughs> Some guys laugh because this guy, as he gets his lower leg broken, like all of his lower leg broken, he goes, ah, fuck. Because obviously that's the way you're going to react when your lower leg breaks. This guy thought it was funny. He chuckled. We later punched him in the throat. (laughs) And he quit football after. Good, good. But that is my, that it will be, it reminds me of um, McGahey in Miami. Oh, Willis McGahey. Willis McGahey, when he tore apart every ligament in his knee. Yes. But if you lower that like half a foot and you have all of the things moving around in the middle of the leg. Oh, Jesus. All right. Yes. This guy also sent in a bomb threat in high school. Oh, so oh, I really okay. didn't really care <laughs> that much, but. <laughs> Travis? So oh, yeah. 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 No, bomb threat. So, so good. Um, so, um, Grandpa Joe. Grandpa Joe. Grandpa Joe lived at 302 Water Street. 302 and not 902? What did I say? You said 302. That was stupid. Thank 902. You. And um, six kids. Uh, so here, here's, here's my story, and I'll, I'll make it quick, and there's uh, 100 or 200 ways to make it worse or better. But... Um, so, um, Grandpa Joe um, lived in 902 Water Street, and he was literally born there and had a cardiac arrest there, which Eau Claire Fire responded in, like, you know, 1999 or something. He, he, he was born and died in the same house, right? So, anyway... Um, there was a, 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 a situation where, um, uh, oh, fuck. Start over. Can we start Grandpa over? Yeah, Water Street. No, start over. Grandpa, Grandpa, no. Grandpa Travis. Can we do that? Yes. Where are Hold we at? On. Hold on. Hold on. Okay. So, um, Grandpa Joel, this is one of these things that may or may not um, fit. We are, we are talking about injuries that have happened, and I will tell you that this might not fit perfectly, but... It'll fit. That's no, what she why said. Not? Thank you so much. So Grandpa Joe, <laughs> in either the late 1940s or early 1930s, did the following. Holy shit. He is um, dealing with... Um, Woodworking types of things. Yep. Thank you. And um, I mean, at the end of the day, we're looking um, late um, 30s, early 40s, whatnot. Grandpa Joe, Unirail worker. 
and he is going to, you know, be one of those um, typical um, people. So he cuts off his fingers. Are we okay? We're good. Jesus Christ. Oh my God. Hold on, let's just start this whole thing over. Wanna do it over? I can start it. Okay, so ready? Can we start over? One. Cut. Damn it. I got pee. You're still recording. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. No, I'm not. It's still going. I'm gonna do it. I know you. Travis, you're here. Here we go. (laughs) Grandpa Joe. Injuries. I don't know the Water Street. Oh hell yes. I don't know the exact year. I don't know the details. But Grandpa Joe at 902 Water Street sawed off two of his fingers while trying to God knows what he was doing at the time. Well, he was drinking Walter's beer. So what I will tell you is that Grandpa Joe, holy shit. No one will ever know. He probably doesn't know, but here's the story. Grandpa Joe sawed off one or more of his fingers while drinking Walter's beer at 902 Water Street. There you go. That's my, that, that is my um, gruesome injury. That? No, I, I didn't see it, but because it was so credible no, that's and fine. because so many people heard it, it's like that's from Grandpa Joe and that's you where You can't so- beat that. Because you saw Grandpa Joe without two of his fingers, well, though, right? I, I grew up seeing him with fucked up fingers and because everybody kind of thought it was funny it's like oh it's it's just what happened it it was almost like that happens to everybody and it's like nobody was at fault or anything like that no grandpa joe got a little drunk and decided to take on a home grandpa joe grandpa joe almost certainly caused his um his injuries and uh they probably never got addressed properly so there you go that's fantastic. Yes. That beats anything that we talked about. Well, thank you. And I, I appreciate the patience. Because I didn't saw off any fingers in my store. I, I didn't see anybody saw off their own fingers. So. All right. So we got to move on to breweries. Breweries. All right. So you want me to start? Yeah. Or should I explain what breweries are? Yes. Brewer- well, we'll start with that. Yes. Yeah. So, so breweries are our drinking memories. Like the, mm. the most ridiculous things that happened when we were drinking or that we heard about right, when someone was right. drinking. Right. So I'm just going to give you uh, three phrases. Chicago, St. Patrick's Day, bachelor party. Okay. So, yeah, I went down to a one of those. And uh, one of the guys who was at the bachelor party was the Todd. Now, some of you have heard of... I've heard of the Todd. You've heard of the Todd I have. The League, which was on FX, but is now currently you can watch on Hulu. Yeah, so the Todd... Seven seasons of it. So the Todd is a a guy that one of my friends has a connection with. I have no idea how, but the Todd is a, like, multi-millionaire. His brother is one of the biggest... um, uh, real estate guys in LA, like mm. a legit billionaire. You've talked, you've told me stories about the Todd before. The Todd is insane. So the Todd was at this bachelor party. <laughs> so I went down, just me being a normal dude, and we showed up on his normal-ish, yeah, right, in his hotel room, and he had a whole Bloody Mary bar just at you know on Saturday morning. And we, 
started making Bloody Marys. And we then went out at, on St. Patrick's Day in Chicago, which, if you can imagine what that's like, we ended up at some bar. I mean, you know, like some huge bar, like a second-story bar. So I was getting ordering drinks one after another, and eventually the Todd paid for it all. So like, yep, got it all. No problem. About a $5,000 bar tab. And we then went into a <laughs> private area of the bar on the bachelor party. The champagne room? There was a minimum of five strippers. Whores. Yes. Oh, hear whores. Hear there that? were whores all over the place. Yeah. Um, there were power tools involved. No, there weren't. Yeah. Power yep. Power tool vibrators? Yes. That's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, Not once did I reach for my wallet. The Todd paid for it all. (laughs) The Todd. Oh, my God. That's fantastic. (laughs) Oh, can't you love the Todd? The the Todd. You. The Todd. I wish I had any sort of experience with the Todd before. And I'm the moron because I couldn't stumble. Well, anyway. Right. Go, Go ahead. Go ahead, Justin. That, that, that was it. The Todd no, paid for uh, a bachelor uh, party in Chicago, about a $5,000 bar tab. The Todd. The Todd. And and this is the guy. He's Again, he's from L.A. His brother is a legit like major real estate guy down there. Yeah, yeah, I made yeah. a bet when uh, the Brewers and him played the or the Brewers played the Dodgers in the NLCS. And I said, hey, whoever whoever wins. 2018. Yep. Whoever wins sends a, sends a bottle of liquor to the other. And, of course, he won, so I had to send a bottle of, like, Wisconsin rye. Okay, good, good. Out to the Todd right. in L.A. But this is a guy who's literally, when we're at the, this friend's wedding in Mazelon or, you know, wherever the hell we were, is, like, ripping off $100 bills and just handed them to the, to the people. Right. It's like, here, here's 100 bucks. Give me that fire extinguisher. How do you think that ended? Yeah. Yeah. So, right. you know. Uh, So mine is not as elaborate or even as cool as that. So fuck you, Josh, for putting that out first. So my brewery is, there was one time in college that I got really, really drunk. And we went back to have a party back in the dorms, but it was like upperclassmen dorms. And I spent the next three hours sleeping in the elevator. Keep keep talking. No, that's it. I spent the next three hours sleeping in the elevator. And one of my friends had to come out and tell me, hey, Justin, you need to get out of the elevator because it was 2 o'clock in the morning and I was gassed and I was sleeping in the elevator. I don't know how many people went into the elevator with me during this time period that didn't decide to say, hey, there's a guy sleeping in the elevator. Uh, but my friend had to come find me because they saw me in the lobby and then they didn't see me in their room. And after two hours, they said, this is strange. Why isn't he here right. after two hours? Right. That's no. it. That, well, that's really it. No. It's not a cool story. No. no. I got drunk and I passed out in an elevator for a couple hours. Let's uh, wait for Josh. Should we take a break? Yes. Let's take a break. I don't know how to make this break. Hold on. There's a pause button in here somewhere. I'm 
Hit the red circle. Cool. Josh, you finally hit the red circle. We've tried this twice already, and Josh couldn't figure it out. So, Travis. Yes. You've got Thank a brewery you. story. I've got two of them. Yeah, let's go with it. Because Josh couldn't hit the right button while you explained it yeah, the first I time. I don't want anybody to feel dumb, but I do have two of them. I've got two brewery stores. They're both Las Vegas. The whole what happens in Las Vegas stays in Las Vegas. But you also you also uh, sent us pictures I of did. this, I, which I, is going to show up on our I, Instagram, I did, right? I, I did send you pictures. Yeah. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share with you the first one. And that is... The first picture or both of the pictures? The first one that I'm going to share are two pictures wrapped up into one. Thank, Thank you, you for Travis. asking about that. So, it happens to be 1994, 2007, I'm not sure, but a large window. 94 or 2007? I'm going to say, that was dumb. There's 13 13 years in between there. Let's narrow that down to a one-month or one-year window. Anyway, so... I am high on booze, and <laughs> I have people, you know, around me that are high on booze, and I have a Brewers jersey on, and somebody mentions the Milwaukee Brewers, and I said, "Goddamn right, you know, Brewers, whatever." And so I'm going to completely um, fast forward to the following. So I had had a niece. Maybe it was a, a, a friend of a friend of a friend. I'm not even so sure. But she had talked about how she was some type of a gymnast. Oh, and I'm God. like, well, that's great. You know, whatever. But can you, can you do blank and blank? And I made up some kind of cool stupid-ass event. Oh. And, she, and this uh, niece of mine looks at me like you're some kind of a moron. And I'm like, no, seriously, I have put together this floor routine that you need to learn about and you need to, oh you, need, you need to, like you Gatto. or whatever. So, and we're in Las Vegas, we're on Fremont Street, and myself and my wife and many others, to include her sister and brother-in-law, whatever, said, hey, Travis has this floor routine that he's been doing for years, and if you put in $20, he'll do this floor routine. So, moving forward, a whole lot of people gather around, everybody's like, yeah, you see that big fat guy there? Put in 10 bucks and he'll do this floor routine. He's gonna do this front somersaults or whatever. So before you know it, we have, I don't know, four or five, 600 bucks involved in this. And my floor routine was this. I'm going to do, I'm gonna stand, I'm gonna look very, um, I'm gonna look very official, because this is no joke. I'm gonna look at the camera and I'm gonna immediately spin into a two um, front somersaults. Once the two somersaults are done, I'm gonna do one rear somersault. I'm gonna <laughs> spin, and then I'm gonna do two, two more rear somersaults. And, and <laughs> before you know it, there's like, I don't know, $8,000, $10,000 of people invest in this because they're like, hey, dumbass, you can't do this. So I, um, I do this, and um, I have a picture, 
And the one thing that really bothers me is this. So when I did my third and final somersault, I hit a lady really hard in the shin. <laughs> and I'm like, son of a bitch. I immediately stood up and I grab her and the picture captures me with like three drinks. I'm kind of like half hugging her. I'm like, oh, I'm so sore. So what? And she was fine with, but I, I hit her pretty hard. <laughs> and so she was the, you know, <laughs> yeah, okay. So... So um, at the end of the day, she was the um, she was the victim of of what happened there, and I have a floor routine that I still do to this day that I'm very you know I'm very proud of because I think it's a you shouldn't be for national. What do you mean? Yeah, you shouldn't be proud of that. Yeah, let me let me let me bring this forward because I want to tell my Vegas number two. Okay, can I do that? Yeah, of course. Look at. Justin, look at me, because this is really important, okay? This happened two or three years after what happened on... Oh, by the way, the first one was on Fremont Street. Mm -hmm. You've seen that. So... Those photos happened on Fremont Street. Yes. Okay. What I'm about to tell you happened two years earlier about, I think, um, in the, um, you know, the main... On the Strip? Yeah. Have you ever, you guys ever heard of O'Shea's Casino? Nope. Don't look at me like that. No? I haven't heard of it. Very briefly. um, I am very, um, I feel very strongly about traps and craps game and and what goes into it and the fun that goes behind it and and whatnot. I I think you two have both been part of that in some way, some way. Yeah, okay. Perfect. So... 1990-something, I am high on booze. I've had more drinks than anybody could ever read about. And I will give you a couple names that I have been approved to give you without a lot of details. A person named Kent and a person named Jesse. <laughs> they, are, they are at a craps table at O'Shea's. And the table is going great. I love craps. It's what I believe in. It's what kind of separates real gamblers from not real gamblers. So anyway, we start out, and all of a sudden, I buy in for, and, I, and I'm not real. I'm not real big on giving you the exact numbers because it'll sound like I'm a derelict. But I initially bought in for four hundred dollars um, cash. The table wasn't good. It was going south. I lost my 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 uh, wingmen, Kent and Jesse, and all of a sudden I threw another five hundred dollars in. So now I have five hundred dollars onto the table, and things start changing. Things are going good, and I look at those two people who are now at a war table. Have you ever heard of war? You played no. war, right? Oh, tell oh, me, you've heard oh, of it, right? Yeah, right? Like war, like. My king beats your jack. Yeah, it's that stupid, right? And that's what they were playing. So we are literally two tables away, 20 feet away from those two people playing war. And I'm just like, where did I lose that? This is, we came to Vegas to play craps. And I, every once in a while, I kind of give this, you know, this universal, yeah, things are going good, whatever, and they're still playing um, cra- or they're playing war at the table. So anyway, 
things are going wonderful. I have um, uh, uh, fast forwarding. Oh my God, what has happened here? I have lost my 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 people, but they're still playing. And I I have got I don't know how many drinks I have had, but let's just say it's more than a person should have. <laughs> and when you're at a craps table, when you're about ready to leave, you start looking at, oh my God, I need to push my chips into the middle, and the 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 dealer handles things well. I knew that I wasn't anywhere close to doing that, so instead of that, I started putting a bunch of um, chips into my cargo pants, my $12 (laughs) chips that I was, you know, from my my $12 cargo chips. And keep in mind, these two people that I talked about are on a war table. They're playing war. War, right. Yeah, I mean, it's just like, you know, like you do. So anyway... They are giving, um, so I'm putting, um, what are you doing? Okay, great. So they're putting these, these um, war, you know, acceptable tables or whatever, and I'm looking at this, and I'm like, son of a bitch, we started at 6 in the morning. I have no business being alert at this point. We're like 6, 7 at night. I probably have 70 or 7, uh, oh God, how would you even describe it? If, if you look at um, 7 drinks and expound that over a, a certain period, I probably have drank 9 to, to 10 drinks over okay. a very short period of time at a minimum. And, and that's not so much how I'm thinking of it, but I know that these guys are completely gone, but at the same time, I'm winning a lot of money. So I put out this, this, uh, this amount of money to where if they were to be part of what I'm doing, they're, they're going to win money too, but they're, 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 they're not, not with me. They're, they're not paying attention. So, I'm ready to leave. There's nobody around me. And if you're playing craps, you, need, you know that you need to put all of your chips in the middle table. They get all these back and whatnot. I'm like, well, there's, I'm, I mean, my, my head is spinning. I know that I can't possibly put this together. And I start throwing all these chips in my pockets. I have these cheap-ass, um, um, you know, <laughs> pockets in my cargo pants and whatnot. And Jesse and Kent, I will give their names, are nowhere to be seen. And so finally I decide, well, the next seven out in craps is what you do. I have nowhere, you know, this is what I'm going to do. So they hit, they hit a seven out. And there's nobody around. And I grab my chips and I leave and I start and they're they're you know, in, in, in my pockets there's like nobody around. And two minutes later I've completely given up on everything and I roll out to the strip and I'm just ready to get home and eat and here is Kent on the strip and he looks at me and I say, Hey Kent, you know, 
you know, what, whatever. I, I'm, I'm freaked out to see him. And he says, hey, Hammer, whatever. And at the end of the day, um, I end up, you know, we, we, we exchanged kind of, kind of, kind of the, the shortcomings that we had. And um, he, um, you know, and, and, and we, we, we make it work. But it's a, it's a long story at the end of the day. Um, so there you go. Not good. Um, what? Shit. So that's just completely redo that like it never happened. Because I have a better way of doing it. Let's just redo it. Oh, uh, what's next? This Whoa. just fuck. No, I have a good story, but hey, let's not do that. <laughs> I'm, I'm, you understand, right? Yeah. yeah. That, that's it. That was the last. I, I don't know what to tell you. So what, what do we do? I fucked up. <laughs> what, what's he doing? What are you doing? <laughs> All right. Hold on. Come here. <laughs> what are you doing? I'm, I have fucked up, you know. I'm drinking. I've had a lot. It's a great story, but I could do it better. It so wasn't that's, a that's great so story. I don't know where the story was. No. So, hey, right. here's the deal. Hold on. Here's what we have to do. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. And we're going to pause for a minute. Record. Hit the circle. So, Travis just got done telling us, like, literally a 20-minute story on his, on his brewery. <laughs> and uh, after yeah. we listened to it and we reflected on it a little bit, we're not going to expose you to the content that he saw, that he spoke yeah. of because it was utter nonsense. It, it, it was, and I apologize for even exposing Justin and, and Josh to it. It, it. it was stupid. I have I, no other way to describe I kept it. Waiting for the punchline. There I was, know. I get it. It was. Uh, it was a. It was a story like. It was like a knock knock joke. That right. With, right. That ended with like the KGB being on the other side of it. Yeah, but then there was. You know what? Maybe they were. Like, you ever think of that? Even the KGB (laughs) didn't like punch us in the face or something. It was nothing. No, there, there, there's no other way to describe it other than I fucked up. It was drinking slash. There was a. Yeah, it was just. I don't. I don't dispute that there was a decent story somewhere in there. Yes. However, the the presentation of it was. Right. Nowhere close yeah. to what a story should be. No, no. And it wasn't. I want close. to apologize to, to, to they, uh, Justin and Josh and it was really. I think my wife and really our extended family for anyone that would have been part of it. So no, it was it was shitty. It was bad. Yeah. And the fact that Josh and I had to experience it is probably worse. Were, were you than like you me, had. Justin? Were you just sitting there listening like, oh, this is going to be good. Yeah, I can't yeah. wait. I yeah. sat, yeah. I sat there and listened, and I listened, and I listened, I know. and I listened, and I thought there was going to be like a sweet punchline somewhere in here, no. and it no. never it, came. It, 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 it like never walking came. out of the casino. It was like a story that my six-year-old would tell me. Oh, I, I, I will tell you that I, I, I respectfully ask that people give me a second chance, especially with the casino stuff. Because if you do, I think you'll understand um, that mentality. Maybe you, next you, time, but not no, no. Hey, hey, not this episode. Hey, I don't Listen, know. Justin. Are we you don't have the, to. On the probation? Travis is on probation right now for his brewery story. <laughs> don't blame him. 
Don't blame me a bit. It sucked. It was the worst so damn thing ever. You got stuck in an elevator. I, I got stuck in an elevator. My bachelor party Where was in it? Chicago yeah. on St. Patrick's and, and here's the problem. I don't even remember it. And so that's my, shit, el- my that's elevator was in a, a senior dorm. I hey. slept in there for multiple <laughs> hours. You know, that's great. You know what? At the Look. end of the day, I fucked up. I fucked up big time. But please don't label me for the rest of my life because I'm actually pretty good at this kind of shit. <laughs> if you give me just a little bit, and if you don't like it, you, you tune out forever. All right. I um, I I have earned scourge. I'm, I'm not yeah. sure anyone here has earned shit. You're on probation. You're on probation your for together. your breweries. What did next week better say? be better? What could I possibly say other than I, but you know. Yeah, Take you me. just gotta have a better story next time. Yeah, you better you better bring it next time. Hey, by the way, do we have anything else? We want to wrap it up. I think we're gonna wrap it up right now. Jesus, up. really? Yes. Yeah. All right. We've we've, we've reached that time. Hey, which... thank you to our viewers in Massachusetts and Paris and Paris uh, to our European uh, listeners in Paris, to our uh, listeners in Massachusetts and Oregon, to. Florida and Texas to uh, Wisconsin and uh, Minnesota, we've reached a uh, listenership that is greater than any politician that could ever wish. Hey, we're three three brews. We are three brews in. Travis, you want to say goodbye? I just feel bad. (laughs) All right. Good night, people. Thank you for uh, listening. Thanks. Have a good night.